Welcome to Welcome Horror, to Horror Sexy. Sexy. This bloodthirsty orgy. Warm young bodies. Welcome to Horror Sexy. I'm James Harris, aka Doc Terror, and with me tonight is Sean Savage. Hello, hello. We have the illustrious and severely underrated Eric King. Hey guys. <laughs> and making his return to the internet waves. Paul Scott. Hello. Ah, and we are going to discuss everything spooky because it's October and we're going to discuss a little Halloween. We're going to talk a little bit about what music we listen to during this month and stuff that makes us feel spooky in our panties, as well as maybe some of the different ways in which we listen to it. You know, I'm a, a, a little bit of a record nut. And yeah, that's trendy as fuck, but as I learned as I got older, uh, trendy doesn't matter unless you give a fuck about what other people say. And uh, so that's good. Uh, I don't collect cassette tapes. That's That would make me a poser at this point, I think. <laughs> Maybe. But I also, uh, you know, there's plenty of other formats we'll be talking about and how we get juiced up on tunes. And we're going to get a little Netflix update. Mr. King's got the lowdown. Though, surprisingly, it sounds like October is not Netflix's uh, strong month. Uh, we're going to talk about some other LPs uh, slash CDs, things that are coming out uh, that may be uh, a little uh, away from the spooky world uh, into maybe the metalish world. Because uh, Mr. King is uh, not only a performer of music, but he is a lover of the sludgy, doomy beautifulness. Yes, yes. I dig it, man. He he digs it. He walks through it in snow boots with his ears <laughs> open. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got a feature tonight. And this is a very divisive feature, though I don't know if this with this audience whether it will be divisive. It may be skewed one way or the other. We'll find out. I don't I don't necessarily know. Ghostbusters, the 2016 release 
that plagued the internet and everybody saw it even though nobody fucking saw it and uh, everyone had an opinion even though nobody could have had an opinion and now we all have opinions so fuck that uh but no that's good uh we'll talk about that we've got a little bit of a comic update which really is uh i got my monthly shipment of shit in and i want to brag about it slash tell you what i've been picking up and then we're going to talk about some Blu-rays. A little bit of everything, you know, just kind of a general update. Uh, this is the time of year where you need to get your shit together and get the movies in your house so that you can watch them, especially for Halloween. But you should be celebrating all throughout the month. Uh, we are two weeks into this month, so you should have already been watching things, you dirty Sanchez. <laughs> so, uh, and we've specifically, we want to talk about Lady in White and Fender Bender. These are two Scream Factory Blu-rays that... Uh, we've all kind of had the chance to check out, and we're going to have a little round table about those motherfuckers and, uh, you know, how they relate to the month and uh, Screen Factory in general and uh, what's been going on there. Uh, so how the fuck are you all? <clears throat> well, this is the first time we've ever had Eric and Paul on the same podcast at the same time. Ooh, so, yeah. like... It's kind of like Bill Clinton at the debate the other night with all his. Uh, <laughs> you looking at the balloons, you know? Like, ooh. so yeah. wait, is this the first time we've done four people? Yes, it is. Yeah. Dude, is this like a bukkake? Who's getting? I've already. I've got such a boner, dude. Dude, who wants to be in the center? Dude, I'm so aroused right now. Put me. <laughs> <in there. laughs> I saw uh, this funny little thing with some chick on her knees in the middle of the circle of guys today. And she was getting stuff sprayed all on her, and they had like carrots, and they were like hitting it with like a, a you know like a peeler, and the, she was getting covered in like carrot pieces and shit, and like opening her mouth, and like it was getting in her hair, and she was just like looked like she was so turned on, and they called it veggie porn. So that was uh, that was different. I hadn't really seen that before. Yeah. So let's, yeah, uh, I guess that's new to everybody. Then I guess nobody knew how. To... React to that. I'm not sure quite if it's uh, anal bleaching, but I guess it'll have to do. So let's get down to some Halloween shit, guys. So we got uh, a month of October, and we all do shit. And do shit. Um, we do. Um, what do you guys do for this month? I mean, we all watch movies. We all listen to shit. And, um, you know, I'm sure we have our own little traditions. I think everyone would kind of like to know about it i think for me like i mean i watch the shit and i listen to the shit and everything else but i think that my favorite part of the whole month is gathering the shit and assembling it into piles of shit that i would like to do throughout the month i think i almost like that better than actually doing the shit you were saying your wife was doing the shit she was yeah, stacking them up i was going through my i have all my screen factory separated and I was going through them earlier, and I found like three of them that had no discs in the case. That's like sinful. So she like yeah. Right? So she pulled everything off the shelf and piled it in the floor and went through each case to make sure it had a movie in it and that it didn't have multiples. Found two of them, but I'm still missing. Uh... It's in the player, dude. It's in the player. No. Well, I've got so many different players. That's I mean, exactly. <laughs> can't remember which one I was missing, but I'm missing one. That sucks. What are some of the things, like movies, that you like are staples? Like, what must you watch? Well, I mean, you Halloween, don't have to, get, you don't have to make it like a know. solid, like, you know, it doesn't Right, right. Sense. I'm not going to do like a top 20. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, or top 50 even. 
I like anything that's Halloween related or that I relate to Halloween, and it doesn't even have to be necessarily about Halloween, like Idle Hands. Idle Hands is one I watch every year. Um, Satan's Little Helper, I try and squeeze in every year. Halloween, I mean, it depends. I don't always do like a full Halloween marathon, but I'll at least watch like three and two and the two remakes. Um, and of course, I save the, the main movie for Halloween night. I always watch that and Night of the Living Dead in a double feature. Yeah, I do the Night of the Living Dead too. Usually on Halloween night, that's a must. Are you talking remake or the original? Original. Yeah, I watch that every Halloween for like the probably so last many movies. seven or eight yeah. years. I wish they do so a many... Christmas story with that, right? Like show it just all day long on TV. That would make me happy. When you watch horror movies where people are watching things on TV, so many of them use Night of the Living Dead because uh-huh. it's like, you know, open as far as the rights go. So it, Public domain. Even though it's not necessarily like a Halloween-y movie, I associate it with it because they're always watching it on TV. Especially in Halloween, too. Yeah. And it was released in October in the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good call. How about you, Paul? What do you do? I mean, I'm sorry. Do you, uh, let's, let's maybe kind of continue that thread. Like, what do you watch during October? Uh, I mean, of course, you know, the cla- like AMC will run like, like this week I watched the Halloween Marathon, of course. Today I did Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure tomorrow I'll watch all the uh, all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. But I like to watch movies that are focused around Halloween. I know Sean said he they didn't necessarily have to be, but I like Halloween. I like Trick or Treat, uh, original with you know, a uh, dude from Family Ties and yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, and the. When did the other one come out? Uh, 2000, 2007 or something. Yeah, and that one. Uh, which I actually only got last year, so I mean, and I've watched it a ton. Um, <clears throat> but as far as like other things, I mean, are we talking about like what do we do around the house or just movie? Yeah, centric? yeah, like uh, no, no, anything. What do you do around the house? I mean, we'll, and we'll I come mean, back I, to Sean out, too. I throw out some pumpkins. Uh, you know, I might throw up a couple wall decorations, and it's just me that lives here, so I'm just doing it for my enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was single, I did the same thing. I would, I would actually, I had an apartment, and I would do my inside like like people would do their outside right like I right would... yeah exactly yeah, you do so that was... mood table shit though too. Yeah, i did cool. yeah i did the mood table last year that was pretty fun i've got uh, a mood mantle oh do you really that's yeah. cool are you have you done it already see I'm, nah, I'm kind of building it still oh okay i was gonna say put that stuff on put that on facebook let's yeah. see that um i mean other than that like I don't know. I I'll put out some candy for the kids. You know, I don't I don't go to the door, but I'll throw out a couple of bowls. Uh, you know, when the kids come around, because I gotta. You know, me and Sean live basically in the same neighborhood. Almost. Do you do it like so. throughout the night where you put out new bowls? Like. No, just one bowl. If if one kid comes along and takes it all. <laughs> hey, Survival of the fittest. Exactly. So you know, I don't turn the lights off or nothing, uh, but there's bowls out front for them, so they can come and get some candy. <clears throat> Cool. So that's pretty much it. How about Eric? What do you do? Do you like as far as movies? Like, what are you watching? Like, do you have a? Do you stack them up ahead of time? Do you kind of like let? Do you do TV? Do you like let it fly by the seat of its pants? Um, I well, this year I've kind of done back and forth with uh, you know, discs and TV because there's a. I mean, there's been a lot of good stuff on TV lately, like classic, like Hammer titles and Amicus stuff. And, yeah, definitely. 
Do you do? Do you have of... Turner Classic Movies? Yeah. Yeah, and it rules. This the year. shit, like, man. They yeah, are. Man. I don't care. Like they. Everyone's like, oh, it's not a good year. I'm like, fuck you. It's okay. Yeah, it is. But as far as staples for me, um, Night of the Living Dead definitely. Uh, Trick or Treat, Sammy Kerr, that shit. I'll watch. I usually do that October first just to get pumped for the month. It's got a great soundtrack but, um, for that too, with the fast. It's yes. absolutely awesome. Fast way. Fast way, yeah. Um. Which trivia? The lead singer is the singer of Flogging Molly. I think we've talked about that before. You still motherfucker! So are you kidding me? No, still so bizarre. Like, I love like, Flogging Molly and have seen Flogging Molly. Hair metal fucking Celtic punky stuff. Um, then you know the Trick or Treat that came out in 07. That's became a staple like immediately. Um, another one that. I'm sure a lot of people think about it, but it's not quite horror. Donnie Darko, I watch that shit every yeah. October. Yeah, and that, that semi's that, totally revolved around the holiday. That's it in Blu-ray, uh, courtesy of Arrow in the UK this January, I think. Oh, that's probably gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Halloween three, uh, probably for the last four years, I've watched that Halloween night. It's kind of moved up the scale a little bit. Uh, I, I freaking love that movie. You know, um, Cochran's little, you know, diatribe explanation of Halloween with, you know, the uh, hills that run red with his trill or whatever. Like, man, that's some spooky shit. It's um, a joke on the children. <laughs> <laughs> Lords of Salem's another one. Oh, that's yeah. Been like an annual thing for me. Uh, Levide, that shit's. Oh. I'm going to watch that this October. year, finally. Oh, you need to. And um, honestly, I watch Blair Witch Project every October as well. Huh. Yep. Interesting. I don't know why. It just, I don't know, <clears> it feels right. I haven't watched that for a long time, and I just <clears> knocked <throat> the Blu-ray out, so I'm thinking about doing it too. I should probably, it, I'm due. Like, I really haven't given it a shot in a while. I, you know, I burned myself out uh, back when it, actually when it came out, and I stopped watching it. Uh, I had the, the VHS tape, and I was living with my mother in an apartment and it's like one of the only tapes i had with me and i just burned myself on it now did you guys see that at the theater when it came out yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah, yeah. Dude, I before we thought it... down there and it was standing room like they, they was... oversold it we were standing in the aisles and watching it i was, it was living a... in lexington and saw it it was a huge deal here because they they were all ucf film students yeah. so in orlando it was big like it got a premiere at a, a local theater before you know before it went huge and the directors were in attendance and everything we still we still like thought it was real when we saw it yeah like, like i mean we, i didn't we, think it was real but you know but up until like they did a really good job like with the the gorilla marketing yeah. of that movie we was we, that the f- oh sorry go oh, sorry go ahead buddy we raced to new york city like at the like i was doing like 95 100 to try to catch this at its like premiere week and we drove and we we got it and we got out of the theater and we're like, okay, it's like five o'clock at night, and Burkittsville, Maryland, is probably about four hours away. We should totally go, and we <laughs> almost made it, but we were broke as fuck. Damn. Yeah. Is that considered one of the where everybody got their first taste of found footage, or was there anything before that? Well, there was stuff before it. There was what well, was the last broadcast, the Cannibal Holocaust. Yep. Yeah, Blair was definitely like the super was, explosion right. of it, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely what brought it to like the mainstream. They didn't really call it found footage, I think. Right, not then. It was, what was it? Cinema Verte or like uh, Gorilla, some would call it. Yeah. Gorilla filmmaking. But then it kind of had a a thing, a genre attached to it after that point. 
that's kind of what I guess got it named. I don't, yeah. Do you remember before? Because this wasn't because they specifically based this on the footage they found, and I know in Cannibal Holocaust they watched the tapes and shit, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is, you know what I mean, kind of the spawning of the name. Yeah, no, that that I do not know. I think that's what everybody cites as like the first, you know, when they talk about found footage. Right, even if it's not officially it, it's still it's, right. It, it, it did so well, and it had that big margin between because it was such such an indie production that, you know, it got you know it's infamous for just you know, for the budget for sheer money it made alone, because you know Cannibal Holocaust is fucking awesome, and um, I think have I even seen last broadcast? I can't even remember. But neither one of those movies did nearly as well as Blair Witch. Right. There's no pop. No. I mean, they're not. There's no popularity context contest except amongst the cult fans. So, yeah. So what else? Last, what, what do you oh, What do um, you do What do you do during the month of October? Like any other stuff? Like you, you know, do you give out candy or do you just go out with your kid? You know, or yeah. you what do you kind of do? I've told well, I've told you guys probably a hundred times just because it's awesome. But like we live where H. G. Lewis filmed Two Thousand Maniacs. Like literally, we can walk to that area in ten minutes where it's filmed, like downtown St. Cloud. And every Halloween, they the place goes all out. Like every shop just sets up out front and gives out candy to kids. And that's what we've been doing for the last four years. This year's got to be maybe even. Maybe more intense. I would think so, yeah. Um, With the passing of our beloved HG. But, uh, yeah, like, you can walk down the streets, and if you've watched the movie, like, you can totally look in at all the backdrops and see everything. Nothing's changed at all. The town is still very, very old school. And, like, we, yeah, we live, like, four blocks from it. Cool. You decorate? Uh, yeah, um, well, yeah, we're homeowners this year, so yeah. it's something like we want to start doing big time, which we never got to do before. It takes, you know, takes like a lot of money to get started. I remember when I got, it does. Yeah, when I, I got my house, like it was the same shit. It was like, oh, you mean it? how to do a cemetery? Cemeteries cost a bitch. They are. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you try to build it yourself, it's just a ton of money at first. So it takes some time to accrue all of the goodies. Yeah, absolutely. Got to go shopping yeah, like the day actually... after Halloween, like the day after Christmas shopping for stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ha- actually have not bought any new stuff this, this like, yet. But we have a, a little porch patio up front, which we've never had before. And I'm like, what? You mean we can put three pumpkins out this year? <laughs> not just one? But, yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, yeah, it's cool. Cool, cool. Sean, I, we didn't hit you on you. What do you do? Do you decorate outside? I mean, um... Yeah, we decorate a little bit. I mean, I don't have much. We usually go to, like, uh, Spirit Halloween once a year and get something little. Like, I've got a Freddy door thing. It looks like he's tearing through the door. And we've got, a like, a 12-foot inflatable Grim Reaper in the yard all right, right now. Don't, don't you have That's a big-ass awesome. spider? Yeah, I think that one got fucked up last year because of wind and shit. It oh. ripped a hole in it. Yeah. Not much, though. Just, you know, I like to put orange lights in the house, but I like that shit all year. Yes, yes. What kind of all right? So let's see. What do what do you guys give out for candy? Like, do you have a preference? Do you like go to the store and say, "I'm going to buy this bag of this," or is it just kind of like doesn't matter? I have never in the history of ever had a trick or treater on this street for some reason. Wow. Really? 
Really? Where Seriously. You, where you live? Yeah, never once have I even seen what? one walk in front of my house. That's crazy. I get them all the time here. I don't know what the fuck, man. I don't know if kids, like, kids aren't allowed to walk down this shitty-ass road or what. <laughs> That's... I give out Mary Janes. I love those things. Very traditional. I, I hate them, but you know what? The packaging rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why people, people hate those, and they hate those orange and black things, too. And I'm like, those things are just fucking peanut butter. Uh... Why are they gross, dude? I don't like them. I, I, that's the stuff old people that hate children in Halloween pass out. It's fucking peanut butter, dude. Those are the people that give out dimes and pencils and shit. Yeah, that's the stuff that they want to kill your children with. Like, yeah. No. Now they've got the big teal pumpkin movement where, like, if you put a teal pumpkin out, you don't give any uh, candy items. You give, like, stickers and rings and all this other bullshit. Let me tell you what, what I'm going to do. I'm going to find those teal pumpkins. I'm going to dump isopropyl alcohol on them, and I'm going to light them on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to melt the motherfucker to their front porch. <laughs> what about you, Eric? What do you give out? Um, Butterfingers. The little mini butterfingers. Classic. I always loved getting those as a kid. That's awesome. That and um, also the little little mini boxes of nerds, because I used oh, to love yeah. those shits, too. Yes, so nerds good. my ish. Does anybody give out full-size candy bars anymore, or do they just give out those mints? Uh, ritzy. Na- oh, yeah, actually, the town, the town we go to, they give out full candy bars, like straight-up Snicker bars and shit. <clears throat> See, because, like, I-, I think we're all around the same age. I'm 38. Uh, when mm-hmm. I was a kid, like, that was, you know, they didn't have those mints. I don't, I mean, they probably had them, but... Yeah, they weren't popular for a while, you're right. There was that, a time where there, it wasn't big. Where you got full-size fucking candy bars, and, you know, you take your pillowcase or your bag or whatever, and you fucking got full-size shit. I don't, I've never been rich, so I've never been in a rich neighborhood, but, like, up where my grandmother lives, um, up by where Cooper School used to be, you know what I'm talking about? Um... There was one house there that always gave full-size candy bar, and that's the only house that's ever given me a full candy bar before. I'll give you a full candy bar, cowboy. <laughs> Again. Yeah. So, you know, I, here's – so there's two, a couple of things. So I live in the town. If you read the back of your M&Ms, right, Mars International is here in my town. I walk out the door in the morning, and sometimes I smell nuts roasting. And sometimes I, <laughs> and sometimes I smell chocolate like in the air. It's great. You just fucking love it. And so we've got people in town who all work for this company. So they give out giant size, you know, Mars products. The town and and believe it or not, there's no store for this. That typically they they sometimes open in a kind of a temporary shop in town, but there's no real like um, dedicated movement from the Mars company to do anything with it. They're fucking weird with that it's not like willy wonka like it should be should really be more of a prominent effort i don't know what the fuck's wrong with them but um so we we go and my wife buys like you know the big bag of the assorted stuff and i have never been happy with this like don't get me wrong i am a kit kat fiend i like hershey more than i like the other stuff generally hershey's my my bag i like you know kit kats and almond uh hershey bars and Reese's peanut butter cups, and and I love, you know, um, like nerds and stuff like that too. But my my favorite has always been Charleston chews, Ooh. and sugar daddies and sugar babies. All right, oh, so yeah. the things that really fuck your teeth up. What about both. the little mini, the mini sugar daddy little sugar little babies? 
No, I'm talking it's like hard. the little one on a stick. It's like a little tiny one on a stick. Is that sugar? Ba- is that a sugar baby or is the, a sugar baby like a the sugar daddy? Is the one that's like a square bar on a stick. Yeah, we start pulling it and like gets stringy and crazy. Yes, that's, like, I love those, and I have a bottom partial denture because I pulled out all my fillings and fucked my teeth up good and proper. So I can't even enjoy them the way I'd like to, but I still suck them. You know, I suck, 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 suck. <laughs> and my favorite Charleston Trues are still, I like the strawberry one the best. I think it's great. Do you do you like the orange Kit Kats? No, I like just normal Kit Kats. I'm a normal guy. The dark chocolate's not so bad, but I don't like, I think the orange ones are like white chocolate, and I hate white chocolate. Yeah. So, uh... Do you not like the like their cookies and cream or Hershey bar? Uh, no, don't like that stuff either. I found I'm... one at the store today that was uh, it was like that, but it was mint and cream or mint or something. Cookies Gross. and roast. I'm so. pretty plain gin. Yeah, but here's the thing: like I'll eat anything, you know, really, uh, especially if you put it in a trick or treat bag and it gets that smell. You know, like you ever do that way, like yeah. you smell <clears> the bag <throat> when you're done. Like it really has a different smell. All that how people's, you know fucking pot smoke and their cat dander combined with all the different kinds of chocolate and urine and feces <laughs> semen it all smell it gets this great smell together so i really like that but Ooh, so, so it, it's oh, sorry. You know, it's interesting because i want to give out what i like but nobody else likes it like charleston chews nobody fucking wants those and and i got all these bags of like sugar daddies and all that stuff I started giving them out, and we actually let the kids reach in and grab stuff, you know, because we just buy a ton and let the kids just take whatever the fuck they want. And we have a good good turnout, and uh, no one ever takes the things that I want to give them, like the, the, like the sugar daddies or any of that. So I, I had to stop because I was just getting this collection that I could never possibly eat before it would get kind of old and weird. So I'm, it's kind of depressing for me that people don't like some of the, the stuff, and... My biggest fear is, of course, that any company is going to stop making the stuff that I love. Right. That, that's a very real thing that can happen. I have a question for you, because all three of you have children. Do you raid your kids' candy bag when they oh, get, yes. when of they course. go to bed? My friend, yeah. it's constant. It's not even when they go to bed. It's like Christmas for us. We don't even have to do the work, really. <laughs> but, yeah, that being said, she gets, like, tons of extra candy just from whatever we have left over yeah, so and yeah. we always buy the candy that we would want to fucking eat in and, preparation and she does they we don't give them like tons of candy per day so there's just so much and really christmas is coming up and they get candy for that too and it's just uh there's almost too much candy lying around like we've had halloween candy well into you know after the new year just yeah. because of the accumulation of other stuff and then you know, she gives me whatever she doesn't want anyway, you know, and I bring it into work and we all chow down on it and and it's it's good. Uh, Real but, quick while we're on candy, let me just ask Paul, tell me where the fuck to get some goddamn scream eggs in this town. Oh, I have to send that to you. Them. Scream I'm gonna, eggs, I have not seen any at all. I'm going to send them to you, dude. I'm going to send them. I'll awesome. get them out tomorrow. Those things are relatively new, but I think they're my favorite Halloween candy. They're fucking good. Yeah, those, they're good. I think that Easter candy actually trumps Halloween candy, and Scream Eggs are just an Easter candy, right? With the, you have access to Scream Eggs right now, James? Yeah, I've had some already this year. My Actually, uh, you know, uh, I, the people I manage in, in my day job, uh, if they sense I'm having a bad day, they bring them in for me and totally bribe the fuck out of me. <laughs> and it works because I'll eat a couple and be like, "I'm sugar high. Let's fucking have some fun." <laughs> so it's it's a good thing. 
Sean, if he sends you a scream egg, you better friggin' save one. Because <laughs> our town it... is dry. <laughs> oh, God. Bootleggers. All right. Got so, okay, yeah. one more question before we dip out on candy for everybody. When you guys were kids, what was the one last candy that... What was the one remaining candy in your bag? The one that you just said, fuck off, I'm not eating that. Like fucking... Wax lips and like those fucking uh, bottles yeah. that you have to those buy. Those fucking off. little bottles yeah. with Dude, liquid in them. I fucking forgot about those. I, I was, uh, <laughs> mine were uh, Mary Jane's, the peanut yeah. butter shoes, and Necco wafers. Oh, God. Oh, fuck God. Necco wafers. Anything sour for me, I don't fuck. I, Necco but, wafers aren't even sour. They're like fucking Tums or like, something. Yeah, it's like chalk. It's like, this is Pepco. <laughs> <laughs> I really love, and on that same chalky note, the the I mean, I always like sweet tarts, but I think bottle caps are the jam. Hey, what were those yeah, fucking awesome. uh, peanut butter cups? The smoothies. I love those motherfuckers. Oh, the smoothies. Yeah, yeah. I remember those. It's fun to, like, there are still stores around, at least up here, where you can buy, like, old stuff like Clark bars and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of. Really? Yeah. I, we were going to give they're... them out for wedding favors at our wedding, but the cost per bar was very expensive. It was like, <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to die here. So they're still around. You can find like, I mean, I guess some of them are still made like hundred grand is I think still around. And they they started doing Rolos again, I think. And Caramellos are back. And oh, Caramellos are so fucking good. Rolos are the fucking best. Yeah. And yeah. They, do, mini, they do Rolo ice cream now. They do, do re- mini Rolos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when they had all the different flavors of Twix? Like there was cookies and cream and shit and all kinds yes. of different. And also, on just real quick, the fucking combos, like mustard-flavored combos. Oh. This is the same time frame is why I'm mentioning that. But Remember yeah. Bonkers? Yeah. Bonkers yeah, were cool. I, dude, was Bonker, t- Bonkers was like uh, like Starburst, but not, right? Kind of, yeah. I think they looked like bubblicious gum, but they weren't gum. They were chewy, chewy, chewy. Right, yeah. And they had the best Tell commercials, me. and all our 80s comics have advertisements for them. Yes. The commercial would always be somebody having a gigantic fucking piece of fruit drop on their head. Like, <laughs> Bonkers fruit king. I think that there was a missed marking opportunity between that and the fruit the loom underwear people. I think you get to cross that. That would have been good. Yeah. So I mean and, and for me, you know, uh, you know, I I don't I I have tried to set up stacks of movies like Sean and uh, I get bogged down reviewing and I fucking miss October, and I've missed it for like three years running. I used to do all this cool stuff on the blog, and uh, then I started reviewing more, and so now I'm just, I feel like I'm at the mercy of the shit, and I've always wanted to take October off and just enjoy it and watch whatever I want, and I try every year, and then my sense of responsibility kicks in, and I end up watching a bunch of shit I really don't want to. It's, um, it's a double, I mean, it's a curse to a degree. I mean, I, I really don't like to watch slasher movies all that much, save for Halloween. But, like, mm-hmm. I get a lot of the crappy new modern stuff like that that, yeah. that isn't good. Um, but if I have to choose what I'm going to watch, and when I do get to, it's usually trying to fl- flip on Turner Classic Movies, watch some of their Hammer stuff, support that. You know, I always say every year I want to watch, like, sit down on Halloween Day and just take the day off of work and watch all of their, you know, because they run a, a, just a great lineup all day that starts with, like, old stuff, and, and I, I never get the chance. I definitely pop in some Hammer movies, usually the traditional stuff, like, you know, uh, Curse of Frankenstein and the Dra- and Dracula. Those are my two biggies that I, I try to fit in. 
I try to stay away from anything that's mean spirited. I'm not like the last house on the left and I spit on your grip. <laughs> yeah, uh, it does. Yeah, it doesn't fit. I, the Fun House, you know, Toby Hooper's Fun House, that's mm-hmm. every year. I think that's just a, it's got that good haunted house vibe because of the Fun House, obviously. Um, we are avid Treehouse of Horrors nuts oh, yeah. in this house, so it's a constant. Uh, I mean, all year round, but during yeah, we just, just marathon it all year. Yeah, but this is during this month. It's it's even more so. Uh, we also do Roseanne. Uh, yeah, yeah. Garfield, uh, the Halloween special. I picked up that Roseanne uh, scr- uh, fright rag shirt that they had a while me, back. Me too, and it's getting some That's good awesome. notice, man. People are digging. Oh yeah. Like I was surprised. Everyone's like, "Is that Roseanne?" I was like, "Yeah." I never thought I'd have a picture of her on my shirt. You know, <laughs> like it never dawned on me that this would possibly happen. They got Beetlejuice tonight. They do. I'm probably not going to grab that because I did splurge on the most recent Halloween shirts they put out. Oh, I was, shit. Did you get the Midnight Madness one too? I bought the. Uh, I bought the base. No, I did not get that one. I bought the baseball tee um, that focuses on the first movie, and they did one. Yeah. But this is a slight different variation, and I really liked it. So I bought. Okay. I actually bought their baseball tee a size larger than I always buy it, and I think it's going to be more comfortable than the other ones for me. I picked up that one, that version one, but the tee, and then I picked up the uh, Samuel Loomis Haddonfield. Me too. Yeah. That one is very cool. I want that to not be a shirt, though. I want that to be something else. I don't know what, like a, I don't know. Like a, I want it to be a shirt because I work at a liquor store and I want to bewilder the fuck out of people. <laughs> like, what? I've got some great uh, beer coasters that are based, like, they're spooky ones I picked up from Spirit Halloween not so long ago. Oh, James, did you decorate your yard? Don't you do that? Don't you put out, like, a full yes, graveyard I, I, I haven't decorated yet because we weren't sure about the hurricane coming up the coast. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, after I've had two experiences now where in this this place that I live in, it seems like it shouldn't be getting hurricanes. We had Sandy that fucked our shit up and basically forced me to take down everything. And then I had to put it back up, and it was just a mess. And then uh, we had a snowstorm one year, which was very weird. <laughs> so I always kind of wait a little bit later into Halloween because uh, I put up a cemetery, and all that shit blows away if you're not careful. So uh, we do get wind, wind storms and, and whatnot, so i got to be careful. So I'm putting it up tomorrow. That's my my day. I built a Halloween village out of the stuff you would find at like your craft store. Uh, I did like a railroad board with uh, you know grass and all that stuff. Put cemeteries up, gates, trees, and I've been what? collecting for years the um, you know the spooky town villages that they sell. And so I just started you know putting it up this year, and it looks fucking great. I put up a little Instagram video of it and clips and. Uh, it's it's looking good. I can't wait. Now that I've kind of done it once, when I take it down next year, I'm gonna go all out the the year after that. You know, every year I try to buy like one or two pieces to to you know add on to it, and I've given myself a good. It's a good plywood board that's like what like six by eight. I think it's great. Um, what else? I mean, we do some decorating inside. We collect the bony bunch stuff from Yankee Candle, so all that stuff. That's our tradition in August. We go out and we buy. You know, one or two of the new pieces, and we put those all up together. My daughters love to decorate, so it's it's really a lot of fun. Uh, my my four year old's nagging me constantly. Can we decorate? So that's that's good. And other than that, it's, you know, pumpkin spice everything. Uh, apple cider yeah. up here is huge, so I go to many different places and just gulp the stuff down. Um, although I, I would say about the pumpkin spice stuff, I'm not actually as much a fan of a lot of it as some people are, but I have my items that I really 
I really dig. I like the pumpkin spice Oreos. I am now out yeah. of them. I saved them for a long time, and I'm out. I have pumpkin spice Twinkies. They're pretty fabulous. Yeah, those are those look pretty fabulous. good. I might actually have them. I might have the I have the cupcakes actually. I have the apple, the uh, caramel apple Hostess cakes, yeah. and uh, the chocolate Twinkies. The the scream. Well, I don't. I think it's... I saw some kind of like uh, pumpkin cheesecake something Twinkies earlier today. That sounds Get the fun. get the hell out of here. We're at Walmart. Kroger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kroger. I haven't heard that name in a while. Me either. I love that place. Mm-hmm. Oh God, we're, we're abound with two Krogers. In our <laughs> That's fantastic. I oh, like I... the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I like all the pumpkin spice coffees and ice creams and beer. Like I love all that stuff. Yeah, I I picked up a bag of that. I saw it on Facebook. It's uh, like Jack O' Lantern. It's like a just a solid black bag, uh, with the the Jack Headless Horseman on it. Uh, pumpkin spice coffee. Uh, it's friggin' delicious. That's awesome. I like the beer too, but I don't drink really anymore. So that's, uh, it, you know, I used to be every year I'd pair movies with beer, and mm-hmm. uh, I had a blast, man. I used to love all that shit, and and I'll still taste them now and again, but uh, I really don't uh, imbibe. I'm too old to drink. You know, There's I don't even know beers. what would happen if I did. Like, I think I would, I think I wouldn't enjoy it. I think it would be too much for me. I like all of Eric's pictures of all the the holiday beers. And I live yeah, vicariously got, through you. We got a lot this year, man. And um, is it a big store? No, it's really small. Actually, it's just like a little shotgun room, just straight shot room. Liquor on the right side and beer on the left side. Um, the pumpkin selection this year was ridiculous, though. But <clears throat> there's a lot of people that are still apprehensive about buying pumpkin beers, and I always tell them like. Uh, the key, if you don't know, like if you're not sure how you think you're going to feel about it, is you pour some cinnamon sugar on the top of a pumpkin beer. It's like drinking a pumpkin pie, and it's sex in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I might try that. Yeah, or, it's or really you, you good. just buy something with exceptionally high, like you know, proof, like that Kentucky pumpkin. bourbon pumpkin barrel, whatever the fuck. Shit yeah, we was, have that here. That shit's like high ABV. Mm, I want to say like 11% or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just want to, is it okay if I ask another candy question to go back real quick? Sure. You don't have to ask that. You could just ask it. Well, well, you know, we we went off it, but does anybody remember the Mr. Bones? Dude, I collect that shit. That came in the coffin and it was candy? Yeah. That's You could fit them together like a puzzle. They even, they did variations on it for years after that that were kind of shitty. But that the Mr. Bones were were awesome. I have uh, three or four of the coffins. Do you? Where do you get them? eBay. Oh uh, yeah, just eBay at this point. I actually remember the one I used to play with when I was a kid was uh, a green one. I used to play with them with my Legos, and I'd have vampires, and I'd build them houses, and the coffin would be the Mr. Bones coffin. And one year I broke it. My dad, I was like crying, and my dad's like, "Here, we'll go to the the store, and we'll get you more." And we did, and it was it was like a. I remember going into the store to get them, and. And buying other ones. It was really special. It was really kind of cool. I just saw somebody put a picture of it up on Facebook the other day. And I was like, oh my god, I haven't heard that in years. Occasionally the boxes go on sale. And occasionally the candy's still in it. But the candy has either molded or deteriorated in generally. Even though it's sugar, apparently it's molded. And the boxes go for way too much. I am dying for a box. 
And then I'm dying for a T-shirt. Like, I want to make a nice, cool, like, you know, baseball tee out of it. I think it'd be fun. Glow-in-the-dark baseball tee would rule on that. I got, James, are you... Oh, I got, I got to learn how to screen print, man. I got to learn how to silk screen. James, are you collecting still uh, the monster, like the classics, like Dracula? Was that you that was doing that? Uh did you buy some of those, the like the monsters, the, like the Frankenstein? The figures? Yeah, the Rimco. Yeah, the Rimco toys. I was telling Sean, I got to do a, a little video of all my collection because it's, it's been, you know, I don't have ever, all of them or anything, but I, I, got a, I got a nice little collection here. Nice. Yeah, I, like I collect, uh, so original Rimco from the like late 70s. I have some of those. And then I have the, actually, I almost have them all. I'm missing a couple of the glow-in-the-dark ones. And then I have... Uh, just a lot of the new stuff and i always buy whatever you know if the collector set comes out with jaws i buy that like i love them I, and i'd like to display them properly though i'm as you may know i'm working out of my basement still which is you know it's tight it's, you know it's vagina like is that your man cave down there <laughs> yeah in your yeah um so yeah no so i think that's you know like i i we decorate and whatnot and and it's weird, like, I still feel like I always end up not watching as much Halloween stuff. I feel like work takes over, and I'm always just, like, done for. And, of course, last year I was, I mean, the, the big thing that I end up doing is we go to the Exhumed Films 24-Hour Horathon. I've done it for the last, what, seven years? This will be my eighth year going, you know, and that's in Philly. That's, like, the big thing. So, I, you know, even if I go to a haunt or, or a haunted attraction, you know, one of those scare places... That's cool. I'll do that. But if I don't go to the exhumed films thing, I would feel I would feel like a part of me was missing at this point. It's been a real tradition of mine. I mean, you got the tattoo. You gotta go. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I'm good. I'm, I'm. I'll be there this year. We gotta get Sean over here his ticket. Yeah. Cause did you find one? No, not yet. We'll get it. We'll Damn. get it done, dude. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. Just plan on coming. All right. Don't don't not plan on coming. You plan on being here. We'll get you in. <coughs> um, it's kind of hard to do though when I'm probably dragging them with me. Then you, you know come. what I mean. You come, you get it done. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know we were talking about all this, you know, the movie stuff and the candy and the decorating and all the the fanfare. What do you guys eat on like Halloween night? You have like a thing, like a tradition. Like I always eat hot dogs, and and sometimes mm -hmm. people are throwing pizza at me, but I really just eat hot dogs. Pizza for me. Pizza. Yeah, usually just pizza. Right, just like a, a big greasy Giovanni's pizza. From fuck Giovanni's, man. They suck now. Hey, fuck you. Fuck it's you. awful, dude. I haven't had a good pizza from there in fucking months. You both live in fucking Kentucky. You fucking don't know what pizza is. Oh, shit. Christ. <laughs> That's true. I've had pizza, boy. Your mama had pizza. We really don't have any fucking pizza places where there's shit no, around here. Though. We just have chains. But I have traveled, and my like the main reason I, I, I want saw to travel is to get pizza. You know what I mean? I saw you eat pizza in Philadelphia. Yes, you yes, did, did good. You knew how to eat the pizza. That's you, did, you put the right end in your mouth first. <laughs> <laughs> it's always helpful. But I know how to fold, man. I've eaten uh, that's also important. If you don't know how to fold, <laughs> I agree. Hey, Eric. Yeah. What do you eat? Uh, I still eat my boogers. As good. Every Halloween. Oh yeah. No. Protein. Yeah, I would. I would probably say pizza too. It's interesting. 
All right. Why hot dogs? I, my mother Do used like... to make them when we were kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. Every Halloween? Yeah, every Halloween, dude. Same shit. I don't know why. It was just easy. There was all these but, kids like, over. sauce and shit on your hot dogs? Like chili or? So when I was a kid, it was just like my mom would just, you know, pile them in a giant pot because we had yeah. all these kids at my house. Like everyone would meet up at our house. So, you know, pizza was a thing you could do. But, you know, where we lived, it was still kind of a 20-minute, 15-minute, 20-minute drive to get the pizza because we lived on a mountain. So, you know, hot dogs made more sense. Fucking Grizzly Adams, you were on, the, on, a, mount, on a mountaintop. Like it was kind of like that. It was, uh, it was different. It was a different world. Now it's, it's a little, it's much more developed there. But let's go back. Let's talk about hot dogs. Do you call it sauce, or do you know what that chili. is? You call it chili. We call it. Chili? Yeah, we call it chili. You don't just call it sauce like we do. No, that's crazy. That's so, crazy. So if you called it sauce, <laughs> you'd be referring to uh, what you put on spaghetti. No, unless you're my wife who calls it gravy. Ooh. Unless you're in Ohio, I guess they do that hot dog sauce chili on mm. fucking spaghetti. That uh, what's it called? The they have them in Cincinnati. That restaurant we have one here, Gold oh, Star Chili Gold, and no Skyline Chili. Skyline and Gold Star both. They have like a cinnamon like chili type deal they put on spaghetti. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. Get like a six way. Yeah. Huh. You guys do you have anything like the night before Halloween? What do you call that by each one of you? Halloween Eve. Halloween Eve. Hallows Eve, yeah. Hallows All Hallows Eve. Eve. Alright. We call it mischief night. And we uh, and we, we go out and we toilet paper people's trees in their house and we throw eggs at their house and we soap their windows and we generally fuck shit up. That's I've never what, done that. That's what we do here. I haven't still done that do since that? I was a kid. <laughs> uh, I do a little yeah. toilet papering of my own house. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I have a house of toilet paper why would I go want to waste toilet paper on other people's I, I think it looks ghostly honestly you got all these pieces of toilet paper like yeah. blowing in the wind mm-hmm. uh, and I know other places call it like you know there's devil's night like you know like the crow had devil's night yeah. uh, and, and uh, apparently in a different part of Jersey they call it goosey night hmm. yeah I don't even know what that's all about like going you know, around, I, grabbing people's asses? Yeah, I know. That's what I, I don't know. Like, I asked my mother-in-law who told me that that's what they called it, and I was like, was it, was it with the goose? Goosey? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was a hellion when I was a kid, but I haven't done anything like crazy since. Was that what you guys do, though, on that night, the night before Halloween? Is that generally... Egg and toilet paper, and if you're more, like, of an asshole, you do, like, stuff to people's cars, and... I used to hang, um, tampons dipped in cranberry juice, uh, from oh, people's, God. uh, basketball nets. <laughs> you, you take the, you take the neighbor's daughter into a tunnel, and she gives you a blowjob sometimes. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. I, um, I guess it wasn't on Halloween. I was gonna say, I lost my virginity right around there, too. But, nah, it was not on Halloween. It was close, though. I think it was my birthday, because my birthday is a week before Halloween. Good birthday present. Yeah, that was pretty. It was a pretty uh, good time, I would say. A little short, but that was my. <laughs> do you do you guys feel sad on November first? Very. I feel yeah, sad as the, as the clock strikes midnight. I don't acknowledge it. I have like Halloween hangover, and I just continue to watch horror movies for like two weeks or so. My wife makes me take all this shit down immediately, so I got no. Do you instantly go to Christmas mode? No, I'm forced to wait till after Thanksgiving for Christmas. See, my Christmas tree's still up. I've had it up since last year. I would do it, though. I like Christmas that much, too. But I also love Thanksgiving, so... Me, too. Mm-hmm. It rules when Halloween is on a Saturday, though, and November 1st is Sunday, because that's kind of like a Halloween hangover. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about anything. 
Agreed. In your in your all's uh, Eric and James, do you actually do the kids trick or treat on the thirty first? Yes. James is gonna have a rant about this maybe because yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck you guys up. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, for the most part. They one time the church tried to move it uh, from Sunday. And uh, I had plans for the church, <laughs> but they didn't move it. Um, so, yeah, no, they, that's what they do. They do some trunk-or-treat stuff beforehand. See, that's, bullsh- that's bullshit. I still I don't, don't like understand it. why it's done, even because here we do it. We trick-or-treat on the day of, so why would we do that? Still, I mean, I almost think it ruins <laughs> Halloween to a degree. I don't think, I think kids are spoiled. I don't fucking yeah. understand. But also, I mean, anything that celebrates Halloween is kind of fun. My kid gets three different trick-or-treats. He gets that fucking trunk-or-treat, and he gets some other, like, safe trick-or-treat shit at the mall, and then he gets actual yeah. trick-or-treat. Mm-hmm. See, I think my girlfriend's not even taking her kid trick-or-treating. I think she's going just to the mall. I'm like, that's terrible. Yeah, that sucks. That is horrible. I never did that as a kid. They didn't do that shit. No way. <laughs> I do not understand. But... Yeah, no, we, we get it on, on the actual day of. Even after the hurricane, when we didn't do it afterwards, because they had to move it a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. It was acceptable th- at that point, because I, at least they did it. They didn't cancel it. I was very happy. I think ours is on a... I think they're doing it on, a, like, a Saturday this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, the before, Saturday before? Yeah, because it's on Monday. Yeah. So I think they're doing it, like, a couple of days before. They usually do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. So, you know, kind of moving on a little bit, what do you guys, what do you guys listen to music-wise around this time of the year, you know? Uh, do you do, like, you know, spooky novelty records? Do you, I don't do you have, like, that Sirius XM shit, that, that radio station? Do you put on, like, spooky metal or rock? Or do you do, I mean, you don't do anything. I, I do a little bit of everything, but... Um, the Halloween radio. I don't know if you still use that, but that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they have a bunch of different stations. Mm-hmm. It's music, but it's also there are some sound effects stations and shit too. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like to get on YouTube and make playlists of old Halloween commercials and just hear that in the background. It just it makes me happy. Hear the old channels and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They I do. just have like a Halloween playlist. Sorry, James. No, 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 don't go, go for it. What uh, kind of stuff do you put ha- on there? Uh, I've got like uh, uh, Trick or Treat, you know, Fastway, and uh, like some Lost Boys uh, soundtrack, and uh, Alice Cooper. Uh, I've got like the intro to Friday the Thirteenth Three, you know, that mm-hmm. Harry Manfredini, yeah. like Disco Jason stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, you know stuff like that. Cool. Uh, Typo Negative is a yearly October. October night. Rust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, the Sam Hain. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. Misfits, of course. Um, oh, yeah, Halloween, yes. I've got this Nuggets Halloween box set. Nuggets is, you know, like uh, garage rock from the 60s. And then it's like three discs of, like, different horror-themed songs, like, you know, Wombie Zombie and... You know, old vampire, but not like Misfits vampire, like vampire, old vampire, like that stuff. It's great. It's classic got, schlocky novelty music. I've got the, like the Fat Boys. Uh, oh yeah. Ready for Freddy. Just and, got know, that on uh, 45. Nightmare on My Street. You know. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I have those Tales from Beyond the Pale like box sets and shit. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. Is that Larry Fessenden? Yeah. 
You know, it's like radio shows. It's pretty cool. You know, one of the ideas for that I always wanted to do, and maybe someday, and, maybe, and people can steal this at this point because I don't think I'll ever get to do it. You guys ever listen to a Prairie Home Companion? Yeah. So I always wanted to do a horror home companion and then do the same thing, two-hour show with skits and music and, yeah. you know, fake commercials and and really have it be a variety hour but dedicated to the spooky stuff and, and host it just like, you know, uh, Keeler did. And I always wanted to do that. So hopefully someday wow. that, that's realized. Uh, I've got a Ministry, Every Day is Halloween. Nice. It's probably nice. one of my favorite songs. It doesn't even have to be Halloween. I just like it. Uh, but fucking uh, Marilyn Manson. This is Halloween. I love that song. Oh yeah, from uh, is that from Ni- Nightmare Before, Before Christmas? Christmas? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, his his version of it. Right. Cool. What are? Uh, oh, sorry. Go for it. No, so uh, I was just gonna say Disney's um, "Chilling Sounds of the Haunted House" album. That's the best. It's the one I had when I was a it kid. Is. That and Thriller I'd listen to. Michael Jackson's oh, Thriller, yeah. back and forth. That video scared the shit out of me as a kid. I'd have to leave the room when he when he changed. <laughs> my daughter, is, my four-year-old, is going to see that for the first time this year. I'm very excited to have her reaction. And um, so, um, you know, we kind of, I mean, I do a lot of the novelty stuff, too. Like, I collect that stuff, you know. Everything from just, you know, Ghoul Music Volume 1 to the stuff that Spike Jones did that's just creepy, you know, it all, you know, sound like Tony the Tiger, you know, narrating shit. It's great. Um, I have a lot of 45s of weird, obscure, you know, monster novelty rock, you know, stuff from the 60s. Because that was really a movement in the 60s. There was a lot of novelty songs. You know, Purple People Leader and Love Potion Number 9 and... Monster Mash. These are all, you know, pretty popular ones, but there was a lot more obscure stuff that was that was kind of coming up too. So that's fun. Um, anything. I've got some Elvira records I like to listen to. Various either greatest hits songs. Uh, I've got one that's got her theme music on it that I like a lot. Um, those are pretty fun. Uh, and then uh, a lot of soundtrack stuff. I mean, I listen to soundtrack stuff all the time, but I think you know, during this month. There's just a lot of stuff that, that I can kind of get away with, I guess, a little bit more. And I have my favorites. My favorites are typically like Deadly Spawn, you know, Return of the Aliens, Deadly Spawn. It's just kind of atmospheric and spooky. The Salem's Lot soundtrack, which actually just got released by Waxwork on vinyl, which I'm still waiting for my copy to arrive. But um, I got that on CD and, and love to listen to that. Um, big fan of... You know, there's a lot of Italian stuff, but I generally kind of like that I like as far as horror movie soundtracks. But I actually, um, I don't listen to those as much through this month of the year. Typically, you know, the the fr- frizzy and uh, the goblin stuff, I'll save that for another time of the year. It just doesn't yeah. seem to fit as well. Um, I, I don't think it's as spooky as it, as it should be. I think Friday the 13th fits well for me. And I'll listen yeah. to those. And I've got some of those uh, those LPs. Um. Yeah. Goblin, not for the most part, but I would say Suspiria kind of. Fits yeah. Well, yes, yeah. I would. Yeah, you're right. That is definitely an exception <laughs> to my. But yeah, most of the, definitely different. James. Mm-hmm. Did you get? Because I'm looking that Salem's Lot up. Did you, what color did you get? The the moonlight blue or the vampire blue, yellow, and black? I got the vampire blue, yellow, and black. I really want to get that. It's only thirty five. That's a beautiful release. It's got. It's also done. Uh, 
Franco Villa did the artwork. He's, you know, the guy who does the um, Afterlife with Archie covers and, and artwork inside. So, you know, to me, he's, he's like one of my favorites. So um, I dig that one. I mean, the soundtrack's just great, too. I would buy it just for the cover of the album. It's just that, with yeah. the va- with yeah. the vampire and the kid in the window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Beautiful. awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah, and so and um, you know, I just try to. I think a lot of stuff from the the seventies. I kind of focus on, and then you know, on my like playlist, I have um, you know, my computer. I have a lot more stuff, right? Just like a lot of crazy shit. You know, everything from just movie soundtrack compilations. I have. A lot of Hammer soundtracks, just some kind of pile of Hammer soundtracks. Uh, just everything, you know, every every single one, pretty much. Uh, I love, you know, the Gorgon and my, one of my favorites, and it's it's one of my favorite Hammer horror movies. Is um, fucking The Devil Rides Out, and the soundtrack to that was actually covered by Phantom Oz, and it's beautiful in both versions. Strongly recommend uh, that. Director's cut. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean that whole thing that with whole the Spider Baby amazing. cover is awesome. That's a great Halloween album entirely, actually. Yeah, yeah. I str- what's the One Step Beyond? Grindcore uh, version of fucking Omen. Yeah. Um, Henry <laughs> yeah. Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, it's epic. Yeah. Yeah, that's really a solid, solid album, and they do it properly. And then. One of my favorite things to do, and you can go out and find this. Now, Horror Sexy's got its, you know, it's got its SoundCloud playlist. But if you go find me, I think I'm just under, what, James Harris, I think. I don't think I'm under Doc Terror. I have a playlist of something like 84 tracks. Now, it's just stuff that I want to kind of listen to while I work out or whatever. And it's all either synth rock or or some kind of horror release or even a sample of some kind of horror release that a record label put out. But people put out these mixtapes, hour, hour and a half long mixtapes. Yeah. Oh man, there are gems. Like wa- like, and there. I don't know if there's a lot of newer ones yet, but Waxwork did one. Um, Mondo Deathwaltz did one. Fangoria. Um, there's a couple random ones. You got to go check this out though. Uh, I love those things. Yeah, and. Uh, and they're they're really special. I I I feel like I'm dropping the ball and not giving you a few more of just uh, some names to look out for. But go find me on SoundCloud and take a look at my playlist. I have two separate horror playlists, and I'm actually looking to spend some time updating them and and going through them. I think that that'll be a a good way to go. We need to make some playlists and shit like that on our. We did. sexy page for people. We actually have a couple of them. Uh, I know for a while, a I was releasing, you know, there was one that was like all the releases of like 2015. Oh, Graveface Halloween Spooktacular Mix is a really good one. <clears throat> yeah. Graveface in general is a good record label. Um, the, um, sorry, I'm just running through them real quick to, to kind of drop you some stuff. I mean, and then there's other stuff. There's like, you know, like the fan Mondo puts all the like single tracks yeah. up there. So you get like the Phantasm stuff on there. And they do so mixes good. for monthly mixes that are pretty good. But the Graveface, they have done one a couple years running. Waxwork, Fangoria. You can even find uh, a remix of the Chilling Thrilling uh, Sounds of Halloween, Haunted yeah, One. That's, that's on awesome. there. Um, my One of my favorites is my Bloody Mixtape. And there's, there's on SoundCloud, there's 
My Bloody Mixtape 2, and that's done by Hauntlove, who is um, an excellent artist, one of my favorite yeah. artists locally. Um, he is a, one of the guys who does the stuff for Exhumed, and he makes a mixtape. He did My Bloody Mixtape, which was all songs and clips from all Exhumed shows, and then he did a second one recently. And so those are those have been you know favorites. Uh, the Finders Keepers records they did a Halloween special, that's really good. Um, then you got uh, the Retro Halloween Listening Party, that's uh, was it? Um, it's the uh, it's F O T W Audio is the name of the actual uh, the name of the page that put it out. Um, they they're on Facebook. They post stuff. They actually. Uh, invited me recently to do some clips for them. You know, it's just some stuff if they wanted me to host a little bit, I guess, or or just you know, come on and introduce a song. Rather, not a fun. Yeah. Those guys very very nice. Um, and the problem with SoundCloud is if they take it off, I don't never know if it comes off my playlist, right? Like, it can just kind of come off, and I won't be aware of it missing. But uh, the uh, the other ones you might be able to just kind of locate around if you have some means. The um. There are certain sites out there, and while I don't advocate uh, piracy, there's this one uh, that people often refer to as Cinemageddon, and perhaps they have the most amazing selection of mixtapes created uh, by man that I might uh, not advocate you going to get, but if you did stumble upon them and somehow... Oh, fucking just go get them. Fucking whatever. Some <laughs> fucking monster vision while you're there. Yeah, and you know what? While you're at it, go uh, go shop left a pack of cigarettes and a candy bag, too. <laughs> Pretend like you're like 12 for a second and you needed to have a midlife crisis, and then uh, when you're done with it, just enjoy the music. I don't even give a shit. I love Cinemageddon. If they wanted me to buy that shit, they'd release it, and I would do it. Yeah, I really wish that they would on some of these, especially these mixtapes. It'd be really cool if we could get yeah. something like that going, or at least a, you know, on a small indie level, get people putting them out. But they really don't, and this is just for fun. So, go go hunt those down. I think you'll dig it, and it's worth it if you can find it. I mean, just search mixtape. Uh, I think at some point in my history, I, I did that, and uh, I have a good selection of some really cool cool shit and it, it's important to get variety with this stuff because you know there's fucking 12 months of the year it's not just halloween <laughs> so um that's that's kind of my stick on it what you know even you know kind of talking about some of the halloween stuff i mean what are your other heart favorite soundtracks that might either fit into halloween or or what do you like you know what do you, what do you own or you know what would you like to see put out there you know i recently said you know after watching that waxwork blu-ray from you know, Lionsgate Vestron, I said, that soundtrack is really good. Yeah, it is. You know, I was like, wow, this is really good. Like, you forget how good that is. So there's plenty out It sounds out really clear now, so, I mean, it, I don't know. I, uh, I noticed it before, I loved it before, but goddamn. I always loved the way that movie started with the sing, 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 you know? Yeah. Like, I always thought that was so strong. But, uh, you know, uh, Sean, what do you, what do you dig? Like, what are your soundtracks of, of choice and what fits maybe this time of year and you know what's weird is like one of the soundtracks that I like to listen to that puts me in the Halloween mood is a movie I didn't used to like. It's the Scream soundtrack, and it's just such a like, I don't know, it's, it makes me feel mm-hmm. Halloween. That just got a vinyl release with some beautiful art. I saw that. I saw that. I That's picked awesome. it up. That is a hot one, dude. It's hot. But, you know, John Carpenter, anything puts me in the mood for Halloween, yes. even if it's not horror, you know what I mean? It's still it's still got that synthy, creepy, yeah. So, which Halloween movie soundtrack is your favorite out of all of the series? 
Probably two, I think. Maybe. Me too. That uh, synthy version of yeah. it is fucking amazing. Yeah, it is. It sounds thick, right? Like layered, like. Mm. Yeah. I got that album earlier this month of him with the full band performing Halloween and Escape from New York. That on Sacred Bones Records, that shit's amazing. Yeah. What do you um, what what do you dig, Eric? Like, what are your soundtracks? What do you uh, where do you go? You know, do you and do you I buy like, do you uh, buy records of them? Do you buy CDs still? Yeah, I just kind of started buying records. Like, I don't really have a lot of vinyl horror stuff, but I did. I bought this Asperia theme on seven inch this year. That like, was a cool release. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and the John Carpenter stuff I just recently bought. Uh. Plus. Even though it's not horror movie related, but Lost Themes, like, yeah. uh, I got number two on vinyl. That's amazing. When I listen to that, I envision movies, you know? Yeah, me did, too. Yeah. It's like movies you wish he made or something yeah. like that. But um, I like just certain stuff I like carrying around now. I, Monster Mash, obviously. Uh, I like carrying the Return of the Living Dead main theme in yeah. October. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It screams Halloween for me, for some reason, as well as Phantasm. Oh yeah. Yes. And, um, yes, I think that is the one of the ultimates right there. Going back on what Paul was, he was talking about the Friday the Thirteenth Three, uh, Manfredini, like that stuff's epic Halloween sounding stuff. Like uh, that's orchestral death metal to me. Like, <laughs> not not three so much, but like all the other work, just like crazy super fast riffy shit and then all of a sudden some bonkers stop like it, i don't know it just works i've been doing uh, the teen wolf soundtrack for some strange reason that's awesome that is so funny you mentioned that sean what did i ask you if you had last night <laughs> the fucking teen wolf soundtrack i got it on <laughs> lp dude from germany oh. i got a german oh. release of it it was that a uh, pricey no it was cheaper actually it was really cheap that's why I picked it up. I was like, this is inexpensive. The thing that, not to, to switch topics, but the thing that you have, James, that I like is I think you have a uh, a Halloween 2 Germany that's got like the light up eyes. Oh, yeah. The... Yep. That actually wasn't I... that expensive either, surprisingly. What What did you search to look that up, to get I that? Found that? I saw that shit on Facebook and tracked yep. it down. Yep. It was like, something. I'll... I can't remember what. There was some. Like what search terms do you? I went use? to the German Amazon. <laughs> I really? Think, I think that's what I did. I was at Amazon.de. Is it? Yeah. Amazon.ge. De. De. Yeah. In Deutschland. Deutschland. Yeah, I think that's how I eventually found it. I might not I have. Want... I probably purchased it from them too. Because that was badass looking. Yeah, uh, it's been a little bit, so it could be not hard to come up, but maybe not. I I really don't do a lot of steelbook, but when I see something like that or that saw one you with the gotta plate, get oh, just I'm a sucker for it. And maybe when I have more space and can properly display these things, I'll, I'll you know because I think of them as works of art. I still think of our physical media, and this kind of ties back, you know, as as works of art, especially these LP covers. The when it, you get a good gatefold. Oh yeah, it's like you know, just put my my penis in between the the gatefold and keep this the 
the fucking <laughs> shrink wrap on there and just even like, like not so special and expensive things like i'll go through my movie shelves and just like rearrange what's front facing just so it's kind of on display i always want to do that thing where you divide it up by move by distro company because so it has yeah. the same aesthetic and i don't do it because the, the alphabetical is so anal for me that i just <laughs> i can't bring myself to do it i just found it the halloween 2 steelbook oh so good it's cool it's but I don't fucking know what euros. I don't know what euros. Hey, tell me how much is it? It says six. Well, it's weird because it's like sixteen comma ninety nine. Then it's like gonna be like eighteen bucks or nineteen yeah. bucks. Mm-hmm. Shipping yeah. will be like maybe maybe eight bucks. Yeah, that is worth it though. Oh, it is. I mean, that's a very good price for a steel book, especially that particular one that has light up eyes. Yes. So I would do that one. That, that's I'm purchase. probably ordering that here in the next five minutes. Cool. I also think Thanks, that, James. Yeah, no problem, dude. I think the Dawn of the Dead soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a strong one. Um, I like Halloween 3. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Powers and oh. Carpenter. Like, it, it, that shit kills. My kids sing, obviously, you know, uh, the, the Silver Shamrock theme song. Oh, but the rest of it, I think, is just <laughs> equally as good. Cherries to Pumpkins. Yeah. Isn't Howarth yeah. going to be at uh, Monster Mania? Yeah, on Saturday night. He's going to be performing. I'm totally going to be what? there. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be there. And it's free for if you get a, you know. Good grief. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we're not missing that one. You're going to have a hard boner. I've, my, boner <laughs> my, my boner right now is the size of March. It goes all the way to March. That's That's where we're at with that. Um, I really like anything that Pino DiNaggio, not uh, you know, uh, not to be confused with the wine. Um, I like anything he does, and I think it's usually appropriate to the time of year because it's got a lot of violiny stuff. So you know, Taurus Trap is a big soundtrack for me. It's a big yeah. movie for me, but the soundtrack is one of the main reasons. It's very weird and uh, just creepy. He did The Howling. He did Carrie. Uh, he did House on the Edge of the Park. Mm-hmm. Um, so all, all solid releases, unless actually it was House on the Age of the Park Resort, Alani. He's one of the exceptions of the Italian composers that I like, uh, to, to listen to throughout the year, especially through this time of the year, because I think all his music's got that creepy edge to it, and, uh, he's just a strong one. I think also the Creepshow soundtrack is a must for this time of year. You know, it's, I, I looked that up. It's sold out on Waxwork, and, and it's a suit. They want friggin' high dollars on eBay for that shit. See, so I'm kind of obsessed with Creepshow, so I collect some stuff, and I think I may have mentioned this before. I think I have eight different copies of the Waxwork release. You do? You told me that. Yeah, it's something like eight. It might be seven. I'm a little, a little bit of a junkie. I feel bad sometimes, and then I, I look at them all together, and I'm like, I kind of hold them, you know? Caress them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they're all pretty. I have one of them open, the rest of them are still closed. Well, no, sorry. I've opened them to look at the records. I've not played them, except for one. I have one that I play. But the other ones all have different, you know, different colors, and I just, I love them. I feel like such a sh- sick fuck. <laughs> I, I only... I only have one vinyl. Like I don't have a record player, but I had to buy this vinyl for uh, Kung Fury when that shit oh, hit. And it, I have it. It's great. And it was huge, yeah. So like I went. I'm totally digital. I mean, I have CDs here that I'm probably just gonna give to Sean because he likes physical media. <laughs> 
Um, but I still do buy CDs, but, but it's hard for me to justify CDs because the CDs are sometimes more expensive than the records. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, I, I, you go into Screen Archives, which which is an amazing selection of soundtracks, and you're like, really? Like 30, 35 bucks for a CD? Like, I'll do it when Howarth signs a CD, because he did. He signed uh, Halloween 5, 6. I think it was six. I have a copy of Halloween six signed by him, and that I paid a little bit more for because it was signed. But otherwise, I, I don't understand it. Um, I might see it if they still came in that big ass packaging like they did in the nineties. Oh man, the big long, yeah. the big long case. <laughs> I miss that shit. Yeah, I used to hang those up on the wall. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Any any anything else you guys want to say about soundtracks? Anything else or or essential Elfman's Tales from the Crypt? Oh yeah, yeah. they did a I think it was Mondo did a really cool seven inch of the theme. They, that stuff's to, that's totally ghoulish and also um, monsters and Tales from the Dark Side for that matter. Definitely, and I don't even really like the um, movie to watch the movie during Halloween, but the fucking the theme from the Omen, like the Omen soundtrack. I like hearing oh, that. Sure. Kinda... Yes, yes. Um, I would say Tubular Bells from Exorcist. Is yeah, good yeah, too. yeah. How about Terror Vision? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's cool. And, you know, Monster Squad. Yeah. Uh, Monster Squad. Mondo just put out four different editions of that that I was able to track down. And they're going to do, a, of the, the seven inches of the, the, was it Rock Till You Drop, I believe. But they also have the full thing coming out <laughs> by the end of this month, I believe. So it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, that song's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Another Blackula. That's a good one. It's, you know, got some soul to it. So it's yeah. fun. Kind of funky. Um, I'm a big fan of Vox Takata and Fugue in D minor. I think that's a pretty standard. But when you get that, you know, really good old copy of that with the organ music, you know. You know, it's great. And I love hearing it when it sounds older and rusty and like, yeah. it, I don't want it to sound pretty or synthy. I want it to sound like using an organ and, and really like, eh, it's kind of like fucked up. So I, I like to find versions of that. And of course, I mean, non, you know, soundtrack stuff, you know, like White Zombie too. That's another big one, I think. They're always good for this time of year but you guys have any anything else you'd want to name drop real quick before we move on to uh, something slightly different uh, I like the soundtrack to It Follows that synthy, yeah, synthy stuff shit. we've been having a lot of good stuff like that lately and the synth wave or dark wave or dark synth or whatever the fuck somebody wanted to call it to <laughs> to put it all together you know it's been pretty popular and uh, fr- Fright Night I yeah, like that yeah it's good stuff on the, the synthwave front, a really good one for Halloween is Carpenter Brute. I oh, yeah. yeah Carpenter oh, yeah. Brute's good. Uh, and I s- pronounce this wrong every time, or at least the way I want to. Perturbator? Yeah. Yeah, or Perturbator. Yeah, that's Perturbator. a good Perturbator? Shit, I don't know how you say it. Yeah. That's like horror daft punk to me. <clears throat> Lots of satanic imagery and titles, and I like that shit. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel naughty in my panties. <laughs> Yeah, you could you could say I mean, maybe Phantomas, Phantomass, however you pronounce it. Yeah, no, yeah, I think I think I would agree with that. Oh, uh, same note, and and having maybe the patent tie together, 
what was it? Um, uh, Disco Volante. No. No. Oh. Uh, no. Well, no. I mean, that's, maybe, yeah. but that's not what that I was thinking of. Um, fucking. Oh God. Why can't I think of this? I just blanked. I've been listening to it for like the last three days straight. They're about to. They're about to go and be no more. Not faith no more. That would be silly. Dog fashion disco. No. What the fuck? Secret is about... Secret Chiefs three were were part of this group. Uh, ah, like three words. Uh, experimental metal came out of Pat. I believe Pat was a member at one point. <clears throat> the Alter Boys. Oh, Dillinger. Thank plan. you. Yeah, there you go. Okay. But they just hey. released uh, their farewell album. Yes, I feel like a giant cock monkey. Dude, that stuff with Patton is some of the best shit ever. I think like, there's some seriously. spookiness in there, you know, like. Weird stuff. But they're crazy. Mm-hmm. The, new, the last album dropped today. Yeah. Oh, it, it dropped today? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, that'll be awesome. Yep. I didn't even know it was today. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Do you have any, Eric, do you have any LPs you wanted to talk about that non-horror related? You said you were... I was going to talk about that one, actually. Oh, um, <laughs> Eric, so... Um, in this nice yeah, they, uh, Dillinger escape plan um, convenient segue yeah that was epic <laughs> dude this um, just this is like women having their menstrual cycles at the same time because they live in the same house like you all fucking connected like, you guys connected like wafa yeah <laughs> um Patton only worked on him for that that one EP uh, irony is a dead scene is what it's called and um that being said that's my favorite stuff from that band but yeah, their farewell album came out today. It's called Dissociation. It's on Party Smasher. Um, if you've heard Dillinger's Escape Plan, you're you're gonna know what to expect from the most part. They're crazy banana sandwich fucking metal with like jazz stuff thrown in and awesome. Actually, like for as extreme as it is, like beautiful vocals for the most part. I feel like the guy they got after Patton did that EP, it, he's very um, Patton-esque. Like he, that's what they wanted to go for. But um, yeah, that's the last thing you're gonna hear from that band. They they are done after this album. I feel like it's like probably the seventh or eighth album. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that dropped today that's really good from what I've heard so far is uh, on Relapse Records, uh, Red Fang, Only Ghost. Mm. It's, um, I saw people were buzzing about that a little bit today. Yeah. Um, some I heard somebody recently comment on this band and say how they're kind of like a pop stoner, and I didn't really agree with it. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what they were trying to say, but I would people, say, yeah. Uh, people shit stoner, on Mastodon in that kind of same way. Yeah, like, I feel like, as far as stoner metal goes, yeah, maybe they're a little more accessible than some other bands, but it's still catchy as fuck. Like Still really good. Yeah, and um, I feel like this might be a, a, an important album for them, because just from what I've listened to, I think they might. Not that I don't want to say they're, they've all, not already taken off, but I feel like they might gain like some more viewers with this, uh, listeners, my bad. Um, and consumers, <laughs> yeah, came out the last. Uh, 
going back last week, uh, Meshuga put a new album out called The Violent Sleep of Reason on Nuclear Blast, and that, that shit's bananas. I've always found them difficult to listen to because they're so technical. It's crazy tech, but, yeah. But, and I, but when I, usually I don't... there's times where I'm just like, wow, like they make my head spin. Yeah, for the most part, I don't really, I like my metal to be kind of messy and raw, but like... Uh, like Converge. Yeah, Converge fucking crazy, but uh, Meshuggah... A little, a little on the techie side. Still, I, I would listen to them more than some other bands on that same front. Um, Riding Easy Records released uh, "Holy Serpent" last week. Temples, and this is more along my lines of stuff. Just like drugged out sounding, heavy fucking doom with like mega reverb emphasis on the vocals, to where you don't even know what the fucking guy's saying until you read about it. But, like, I love shit like that, just messy, slow, fucking quaalude-sounding doom, like, just <clears throat> dragged-out note shit. Um, last thing I want to bring up is uh, Survive put out an album on Relapse last week, and this is two of the guys from the Stranger Things soundtrack, <clears throat> and um, I believe they did some work on um, The Guest as well. This, uh, I mean, this is stuff that you would want to hear on a soundtrack like that's pretty much what the album is like synthy horror esque sounding stuff it's really good their their older stuff that is non-stranger things i found difficult to get into because it was kind of the pacing for me was a little wrong so it's like where some of the stuff is a little more built up and almost not fast it's almost fast paced survive seemed like it was a little slower yeah, this stuff is interesting, man. Like, um, even the opening song to the to this album, it's got a lot of like different tempo changes, and I love stuff like that. I was pretty uh, pretty impressed. It would definitely be something I would I would want to get on vinyl. Cool, cool. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Nice on the vinyl front, album music front. Anything, uh, so, you know, next up, just real quick, we're going we're gonna to do one little segment because I don't think it's going to take us too long, and then we're going to take a little break here. Um, Eric, you were also looking into uh, the streaming uh, circuit as far as what Netflix was doing for the month of October. Mm-hmm. What did you find out? It's been sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're so focused on their new material that is awesome that they've almost forgotten that, hey... Yeah. It's October, motherfucker. Um, since we talked last week, there's, I mean, really nothing on the horror front. There's one movie, and I think you guys might, it's called What We Become. Do you guys know anything about that? Uh, it was a Scream Factory release. Yes, right? and I did watch it. Okay. And it was, was kind of, it was so... It's the Scream Factory. I think it's the IOC Midnight yeah. stuff. Uh, it's alright. Not. I mean, I'll be honest. I turned it off. <laughs> Sorry. Just, uh, it just didn't. Uh, you I know. have a policy now where if I receive something that I didn't ask for, if I get around to it, I'll do it if it's good. But I don't want to put up a negative review of some shit that I didn't even ask for in the first place. You know, I watched it, and I didn't even make a goddamn note about it. I hate when I do stupid stuff like that. I usually, like, I dude, I write a bunch of notes and stuff. Like, I didn't, I'm, oh, wait, no, I did. So, uh, let's see, what did I say about it? I said it was subtitled. Uh, I like the music. 
Hit some synth music. Uh, let's see. Uh, I said that the disease storyline involving the government, involving quarantines, is getting a lot of play lately. Uh, it's very popular. Uh, I said I like the performances. Uh, it's shot fine. But the thing is, was it like, is it really like, a, is it like a sickness? Is it like a zombie thing? Uh, I thought the makeup was okay. Um, it's, but it's uh, and what I say. I thought it was. I thought it had a strong finish. Is what I said. I thought it had a strong finish. Though I'll tell you right now that I don't find it overly memorable. Like it's not like jumping out at me. But like. Well, you had to look up your notes. To... I did. It's not sticking with me. It didn't stick with me. I have seen midnight stuff is more missed than hit lately. It really has been, and. I mean, I guess it speaks to why they went to Scream Factory to start distributing their stuff because they needed help. A lot of it's not even getting promoted anymore. No, that's not. How yeah. awesome would it be if a review blurb on the disc was James Harris? It's just subtitled. <laughs> <laughs> it's subtitled. Enjoy the synth music. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Done. Yeah, so that's a um, shame that they really aren't putting up dick. Dropping the ball, man. Uh, other than that non-horror front, uh, Netflix has another original show that just dropped called Mascots that actually looks really fucking funny. That's a Christopher Guest, yeah? Yeah, uh, yeah, and um, I believe, uh, I want to say Bill Hader has a role on that mm-hmm. show, um, and it's from people behind Parks and Rec, and I fucking loved Parks and Rec, so I'm definitely going to check it out. But it looks like it's got an interesting premise, like, all about people that dress up as mascots and how fucked up they are, so I don't know, I'll watch it. And aside from that, the only other thing I want to mention that came out on Netflix this week is uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow Season 1. That's it. Very cool. Very cool. They uh, they also put out Season 2 of The Flash, if you watch that shit, too. Yeah, they did, for sure. Cool. Any other streaming? Which everyone should be watching, by the way. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. any, any other streaming stuff, guys, that anybody else knows about? Anything hidden or... Not hitting. I know that there was some promos out there for Twin Peaks, which is not streaming, but that's going to be starting to rise out of the Showtime world at some point. Not really that, but I want to say that on Saturday at 9 o'clock on Sci-Fi, the sequel to Stakeland is going to make its world premiere. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Got the DVR set for that. Nice. I checked, I checked out that movie uh, Holidays on Netflix. That was all right. Um, you know, a bunch of vignettes. They were pretty funny, some of them. I bet you had a... Fa- what was your favorite? I bet it's the same as Pro- mine. Should probably Halloween. Oh, really? Okay, so I thought uh, Easter. Oh, you liked it? Oh, that the Easter one. I thought that the I thought the fucking monster looked like one of the people from Sleepwalkers. I think it freaked me <laughs> out. Honestly, I still kind of freaked out about it a little bit. It's a little freaky. It, like it's it's. Uh, I think Sleepwalkers. I think incest. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I guess. I, yeah. All right. Well, you know what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna go smoke some fatties and uh, yeah. yeah, no, and and drop some deuces. So uh, give us a hot second and enjoy this lovely mix of uh, Halloweeny goodness uh, that you're about to receive into your ear holes. 
uh, word protection. Unlubed. Yes, for my pleasure. Fuck you. It's all about me. Dying for a dance with you. So play that hunting with brain. Tricks and treats to try tonight. We'll be riding high tonight. Your spirit's gonna fly tonight. Disney's Halloween treat.
darkest reaches of the mind, there has never been anything like brigantine. Alive again, with even more surprises than before. From its lofty towers high above the sea, to rat-infested dungeons and hidden graveyards. There is always someone or something dying to meet you. Brigantine Castle. It's alive. patronizing Carvel. Thanks, folks.
Thanks a lot for the advice, Neil, but I think we'll be staying. Whatever you say. But whatever you do, I want you to keep an eye out for the Boogity Man. Boogity! 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 Boo! Okay, Neil, we'll be watching for him. Thanks a lot. We are back to discuss with you the Ghostbusters. The new one. The, the whatever you call. You say remake, you say reimagining, you say whatever. It is uh, the Ghostbusters movie with the female ladies. That movie just came no, out. Uh, it's been exceptionally divisive. Uh, people can't get out of their own way fast enough to have an opinion about it. Even before it came out, everybody had an opinion about this movie and uh, I think it came out and people saw it and some people enjoyed it and I think there was some a little self-fulfilling prophecy probably on both sides people who really oh, yeah. liked it they they were wanted to like it they did like it and people who wanted to hate it did hate it 
Um, but I think that somewhere in between is probably a more accurate depiction of what it is. You know, some parts did work and some pieces didn't. And we'll kind of go into that. But, you know, your, your basic story, you know, this is directed by Paul Feig. Is that how you say his name? Because I just yeah. don't know. I think it's Feig. So this guy, he directs some of the, the comedies out there. Uh, the Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig comedies. Uh, these are two of the actresses, of course, in Ghostbusters, uh, along with Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones. Um, and it shows, you know, he, some of the the comedy styling is definitely geared toward that that style of comedy. Uh, Melissa McCarthy Brides- falling. Was it uh, Bridesmaids? That was his big gig. Yeah, that was his big one. Yeah, and I personally liked it, but I know that that also is a movie that does not necessarily grab everybody by the pussy. Um, <laughs> to quote uh, our, our future fearless leader, apparently. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, the basic story is you got uh, a bunch of uh, people who come together just like the Ghostbusters did in, in a sense. You know, two former paranormal researchers uh, who are friends, who split apart, one who continued down the path, the other took a different position. They come back and uh, they go to research a, uh, a possible haunting and, and come to realize that, yes, ghosts are real and they need to be hunted down and caught uh, and trapped. And uh, they take on, you know, uh, they have one person who is, uh, was it played by, what's her name, Kate McKinnon. Uh, she's kind of a, brain she's 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 like a tech yeah she's like a tech tech. right yeah like she's like almost like egon only not quite as dorky and maybe with a little bit of uh essential hands-on hardware type of yeah she's like maybe more like an auto mechanic to the to the whole whole process maybe and she she likes to lick her devices and stuff it's pretty interesting and uh then you also have um leslie jones coming in as the, the the fourth ghostbuster they 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 do encounter in a, a subway ghost adventure. So they kind of come together. They form this group. Um, they don't quite have the same initial, I think, success that you would see in maybe the original movie, uh, where, where right out the door they start to you know make this big media frenzy. It's a little bit of a harder effort to, to get to. Uh, also, the, the main villain is not initially a, a person, uh, rather a ghost. It's actually maybe uh, it's a person who's developing... Uh, you know something that is, I don't think we really need to worry about spoiling it at this point. I don't. I like, don't. I wouldn't say this is spoiler. I think you can read the back of it or whatever at this point. Most of it's in there, if not the entire fucking trailer gave it away. Right. Yeah. I mean, we'll kind of cut it off. To, we won't tell you exactly how it ends or anything like that. But basically, you know, they're fighting a, a, a more of a, a, a person uh, initially, and uh, and the supernatural elements that he is helping to conjure. Uh, I think that that is maybe a very big differentiation between previous Ghostbusters and this Ghostbuster is that you you have a the 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 villain is actually an individual who's alive as opposed to the ghosts uh, that but kind you of a little bit of that in two sec- though even though it was kind of a mind control type it, of situation it's true but I think the ghost was started that right the yeah, ghost right. spurred that it was uh, the reverse which I I still think it's interesting that the person is actually the person who spurs it in this who is yeah. the instigator. No, and that's it's very different, but that's the basic idea. You know, they come to be Ghostbusters, and and you know, the, there's 
hell ensues and this damage property damage insurers beware um so i guess let's open it up uh you know who uh who hated it <laughs> like okay <clears throat> i didn't think it was the back alley abortion that i thought it was be initially like i like some things about it I like the girls as the Ghostbusters. You know, but what about the rest of us who like back alley abortions? I mean, some <laughs> of us did not. Just, just no, kidding. But I didn't mind, like, the, the, the girls as the Ghostbusters. I, I liked them. They were all funny. I, I think Kate McKinnon was probably my favorite of the bunch. Um, but I didn't like she story. licked the device. That's why you well, liked her, because that's what I thought was... Oh. She reminds me of something, and I don't know why, but it's some kind of cartoon character that I can't quite picture with, like, the aviator goggles on and kind of does the same I, I know what you're talking about god damn it kind of mousy I, I don't know i don't know she reminds me of that i liked her yeah but i, I did not my like agree, but she was my favorite as well i didn't like the story i didn't like the story i didn't think it was that interesting it took a little too long to get fun and the comedy <clears throat> i don't know some we of it just to say that i really suck at synopsizing anything well, I mean, you know, we don't need that shit. People know what the fuck this movie is, and they've probably already seen it already. I mean, you knew you knew Melissa McCarthy was going to be a physical comedy I knew presence. she's going to be falling on her ass and shit, because that's what she does in every movie. Right, she's basically the same role, I think, in all of her movies that she's ever been in. Um, I, don't, I don't... Leslie Jones was going to be the street-tough, urban part of the group. Um, I mean, it had its points, but like... Chris Hemsworth, I mean, he was shitty in this movie. A lot I mean, of people thought he was really funny, and I just—I don't think it was funny. It was just he was—they wrote him as a as a dipshit, you know. It got on my nerves after like halfway through. You know what I mean? It was just—it got grating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think about thirty percent of what he did kind of inspired a positive reaction to me. He was not something I I enjoyed, especially when his character that he's. You know that the role he's playing was originally, you know, in in the first movies was Annie Potts, you know, in that role, which mm-hmm. was kind of a fun, like, dork, sexy, you know, with attitude character that was kind of you know intelligent. And this is, you know, kind of even a throwback character, like to like fifties and yeah. shit. Yeah, this is he, he's kind of like just ditzy and I don't know, like maybe trying a little too hard to be Gonzo. Let me okay. I I don't care about the gender politics. I think women are probably the more like superior species, but it just got on my nerves that this whole movie seemed to be about that. Like it almost felt to me like they created the controversy and then kind of wrote the jokes and stuff around it. There was like too much like every male character in the movie is a blithering idiot, like just fucking stupid. And I, it got on my nerves after a while. And I don't care about men's rights activists and shit. I just think none of those characters were interesting or funny. It was just kind of annoying. Like Andy Garcia being the dumb mayor who, you know, every time yeah. it would cut to a, to him, his secretary or whoever was having to tell him something, you know, right. remedial. I don't know. And like all the slime gags and shit and fucking the soup bit with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I'm like, that's okay. It's, it just uh, didn't work for me. Enough. See, most of what they did, especially in the origin story, really worked for me. When they were becoming the Ghostbusters and developing that product, and even when Leslie Jones came on, 
I was pretty much on board for most of that. It's the ending that, while I enjoyed the special effects uh, slam and did not hate the computer graphics as much as I thought I would, I think that the, the villain and the evolution of that villain felt very forced, especially, especially when we have a rich history of the real Ghostbusters cartoon that we could have pulled many different villains from that would have been amazing and still could if they would just, if they would give it a sequel, man, you could do it. I mean, they're really... You really if you could. give me a sequel with a different writer and director, I'll watch the shit out of it. I just I want an entertaining movie. I don't want I, I don't I need a break from politics when I watch a movie sometimes. Like a like a mindless blockbuster popcorn movie like this should have been. Yeah, I, I do see it. I mean I have fewer problems than I think you, you fellas do. But I mean could you imagine a live action Sam Hain? Exactly. Or or the Sandman. Well, yeah. I mean, pick any. I mean, several of the bad guys. You Keep could, the you, girls. You could have the Christmas story done. You know. You can even keep Melissa McCarthy. I'm fine with it. I, she wasn't as annoying here, unless she was falling on her ass. Like I didn't mind. You know. I don't think you need Hemsworth. No, you could get rid of him. He's gone. But <clears throat> I'll tell you what I liked about the movie, though. Is I said that Kate McKinnon was my favorite character, but like what she did for the team, I think was the most interesting thing. All the different gadgets and tech that she had created for them to use was pretty cool. I thought. I agree. That was pretty strong. Um, I like some of the villains. I like the opening haunting house story. You know that they opened. I like that dude from Silicon Valley. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah. He was basically playing the same guy from yeah. Silicon Valley. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I I thought the uh, CG was like really well done in this movie as a whole. Like it all looked good. That being said, like I don't feel like the ghouls were as remarkable as they were in the previous films. Like okay, I mean the the main like the ghost at the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just I don't know. It was like that would have been a cool like throwaway moment. I think somewhere in the movie, but to be like the main thing that these they have to face, I just yep. don't think it worked. Yes. Nothing's creepy though. I'm like, okay, think back to the first ghost. Oh yeah. Monsters. That taxi driver ghoul is fucking terrifying. Dude, that okay. movie's terrifying. That fucking scene in the chair where the fucking thing grabs her from behind mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, there's just not stuff like. There's that. nothing like that at all in this movie. And somehow this thing is PG-13. Because what they said yeah. the word shit, I think. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. Like I, I actually watched it twice mm-hmm. this week. But um, to me, at the end of the day, it doesn't really feel like a Ghostbusters movie to me. No, like it, it doesn't. And I'm not somebody. I like uh, reboots and remakes more than a lot of people do. But I feel like this may have worked a little bit better had had they already went off something that was already a thing in New York, like there had already been Ghostbusters and they were like a, a handing down the torch type thing. Kind of like the original filmation Ghostbusters with the ape. Yeah. Right? Hey, we're the yeah, Ghostbusters and we're passing it down to you, our kids. 
the cameos did nothing for me. Right, though. I no, think Dan Aykroyd had the absolute fucking worst lazy cameo. Jesus, but, man. Like, I actually I liked like Ernie Hudson's, though. Yeah. Yeah, his was the best. Like, that's what I, yeah. Yeah. I, but, um, like, I feel like they just threw that in to try to appease to uh, hardcore fans of Ghostbusters. And if they're anything like me, they were disappointed in that. Because I, I, I didn't care for that aspect at all. They could have gone without a... Yeah, I'm critical Especially of Especially when aspects, they give a but... trailer that says, like, oh, 20 years ago, these scientists yeah. did this shit. But that's not even a part of the film whatsoever. Like, that's not tied It's not brought up. It's not referenced or anything. None of the... All the, all the cameos had nothing to do with their old no, parts. I hate, yeah, I did not like that. I didn't like Dan... I didn't like Bill Murray's. No, I didn't either. Or Sigourney Weaver's. I was excited to see them, and I'm less critical than most people of this movie. I just kind of went into it, and I think I treated it like a like the popcorn movie that everyone kind of wanted it to be. So for most of it, I was pretty forgiving on anything that was flawed because it really didn't take away from the fun I was having with the things I did like. And if I have yeah. to talk about it and be critical, there's certain aspects I think that I did not like as much. But I think, you know, when I take it as a whole, the things I disliked kind of just wash over me a little bit they just kind of i don't really need they don't they aren't the focal point for me so i don't have to worry about them what did you think about the music i did not like the new song i was exceptionally worried about it when i went into it and it didn't impact me and now i will tell you that my daughter makes me listen to the soundtrack every day and she likes you know aspects of it she's four and she sings the songs and um, it's not the soundtrack I wanted, but it's, um, I've learned to enjoy parts of it. Not all of it, but parts of it. There's that song, the Good Girl song. Yeah. That was kind of, they did a music video for it. My daughter sings this song and does a dance to it, so I, now I'm in love with this stuff, because it's hilarious. But if she wasn't <laughs> doing that, you wouldn't seek it out, right? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, a great question. Cut through the bullshit. <laughs> no. You would not. <laughs> no you way. wouldn't be looking for the final of this. No. To buy. No. 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 <laughs> no. I mean, uh, in fact, I just, I really wish they would have asked me my opinion. I would have. Um, I could have helped. <laughs> but it's. But you know, like you know, I don't watch movies in a bubble either. So you know, all kinds of context, you know, help to develop an opinion of this thing. And you know, having my daughter tap me on the shoulder every five seconds, saying that was so cool, it does help. Um, I want to live in a world where you can say that you didn't love this movie, and people don't react with you being a fucking woman hater. But you are. You also don't you grab people by their vaginas. I, I saw you on TV, day. and they were talking about a video of you from 2005, <laughs> where you were grabbing vaginas. I hate that that was like the knee-jerk reaction to this movie, like when it first came out. Like, no, it it's is. not the fact that I don't think it just looked like shit from the trailers. That's what it was. Like, I didn't. Yeah. It didn't. I mean, it, I was still the reason that happened, though, was because there probably were a fair amount of people that were like that. 
I think. I guess. I think there's a fair amount of people. Well, okay, let, let me say this. Like, in my existence online, I never saw one, like, there's fucking women post. But I saw 400, like, oh, my God, there's people who don't want this movie because it has women in it posts. Like, I think they shine a light on a such a tiny fraction of a group of people. You know what I mean? Like, maybe there was fucking 100 people on Twitter who said that. Yeah, it's really more but, like... But now it's fucking everywhere because they made a big fucking deal about it. So now everybody who would never have seen that shit are like, oh, well, I guess, fuck this movie because it's got women in it. It's kind of like creating controversy and then marking <laughs> the movie out from it. And they did the same thing kind of with Fury Road, and that's what turned me off about that movie. <clears throat> yeah... I don't know, I just kind of tried to ignore most of that shit. Sometimes it's hard to, though. The thing I could not ignore was people judging the movie before it came out. Yeah, I mean, that was equally as obnoxious. Negative. I mean, but that always bothers me. Mm -hmm. That always... I'll say a movie looks like shit if it looks like shit, but I'm not going to spend all day, like, telling people it's horrible when I haven't seen it, like a lot of people were doing. The other thing is uh, the whole... And we've talked about this before, the... There's no need for it. Right. Fuck you. There's a need for it. It generated $228 million. So there was some kind of need. I think there's always been a need for another Ghostbusters movie. I just wish we had a better one. We did, though. We did get it. We got the video game, and we have that still. That's still a great little movie of a game. Right, I mean, it is a great. Like you said, you said to get it. I played it. Man, I just love that plot. It's pretty much the third movie. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, let's let's line them up. All right, so go in order. What are your? How do you watch these movies? There's three of them. Hell, let's throw let's throw in some of the other shit. The real Ghostbusters, uh, maybe even the filmation Ghostbusters if you know it, and then the extreme Extreme. Yeah, extreme, and you can even include this video game. The one that came out for uh, what the Wii and all that one. The one we know. How Xbox would you three sixty? Yeah. How would you line them up? Because I know there's that new game, and you said it was just a fucking blowjob. Oh, it's bad. I haven't played it, but how would it's you line bad. those things up in terms of your favorite to least favorite? I mean, like as far as movies go, easily the first one's my favorite because right. I think you know. Yeah. You know, because nostalgia, nostalgia, and it's just a fucking really good movie. Solid movie, like good it effects. holds up surprisingly well, like compared to most movies from that era mm-hmm. of the same type. But uh, I love almost as equally Ghostbusters two as well, and a lot of people bag on it. But I mean, I think it's almost just as good as that movie. Was very like, surprised got... at how many people bag on it when I when this came. Me too. I, I Me was too. reading articles and I was like, "What? People didn't like that movie? Like it's funny." I mean, it's it's yeah. it's meta, but just enough meta. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't it, bag on it, but I don't love it, and I can tell. I don't you, love it the way I do the first one. Yeah, I don't, and um, it's not even a fair reason why, but it came out the same year, the same month that Batman came out. Tim Burton's Batman. Uh, and it sold out in the theater that day and I had to go see Batman a second time instead. And I was more supportive of Batman just because of that. And I fucking <laughs> hated Ghostbusters too, before I even saw it. Just just they, because I was they wouldn't let fucking, you in. Yeah. Cause I was a whiny little, <laughs> you couldn't get bitch. in. You were like, fuck but, these guys. Yeah. And I didn't even ever get to see it in theaters. Cause I never even bothered going back and I saw it on video. after. I that. saw I it. Like, the I was like, it's no Ghostbusters. Fuck that. 
It's immature, and it has like one of the ugliest babies of all time in the movie. You're short. Your belly button sticks Cut. out and too far, and you're a terrible burden on your poor mother. <laughs> and I didn't like the Statue of Liberty shit. I just thought that was like a play on Stay Puft. I don't know. What? You don't like to have fun, Eric. That was... I know, I'm a fucking dick They use the fucking turbo pad. Oh, come on. Ghostbusters uh. 2 was funny. It had an interesting story. <laughs> it had an interesting villain. It had an interesting yeah. new element to the villain with the, the Ganoush or whatever the fuck his name was. Ganosh. The way he used him in the movie. Ganosh. 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 Okay. Oha. I also didn't like how Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver's characters were like kind of pedestrian written. Like, what the fuck happened to them? Like, what what happened? Why? I always wanted to see that middle movie really. Yeah, me together. too. Like, I didn't I didn't care for that. Like where she becomes the fifth Ghostbuster. I think because the element of the first movie that worked really well was him chasing her. So yeah, it more of a him chasing her instead of them, you know, the Warrens together. You know, I think it's really important to note the. The honest truth that was spoken in Ghostbusters 2, where Bill Murray discusses how they should sleep together. And uh, he says, you know, you should wrap your arm around me and, you know, you should spoon, but you should be the one, you know, I should be the little spoon, you should be the big spoon. Because, you know, you roll it over the other way, you know, I get your hair caught in my throat and I choke in the middle of the night. Guys, that is honesty. That is true. <laughs> if you've ever spooned with a woman who's got any kind of hair, you're fucking, you're going to die. <laughs> You're gonna die. If you're the big spoon, you're dead. I mean, I, I'm I'm more of a plate in that situation. I don't understand how people. You know what I do to to not die in my sleep? I have to not spoon the upper half of my body. So I spend the bottom half of my body almost feels like it's like in bed doggy style. Like right, like the the their bodies like, and I'm like away with my head, you know, so that like my legs are touching and my and. Her butt is spooning with me, but that's the only way I'm alive to this day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That's fucking spooning logic right there. Yeah, you could but just fall asleep on the couch. The the other problem, I mean, I think I should set up pillows to make it seem like I'm spooning, but I'm not. But yeah, so I think that movie's honest in that regard. You know, Bill Murray's speech saves lives. Plus, but, I really love like the the imagery of the the sewer and that slime and shit that part's good yeah for sure <clears throat> that sewer scene or the the or the railway uh, railroad scene with the heads and shit yeah. and too that's that's kind of scary yeah yeah i don't know man i like it i think it's yeah. i think it's really good I, I think i go i mean the first ghostbusters and then i think see part of me actually would go with this movie before Ghostbusters 2, except... Heresy! Except... No, I think I would, too. Yeah, the, the, the only yeah. thing that kind of keeps me from doing that is that I like the villain in Ghostbusters 2 so much, so they're almost on a tie, which to me is... I never thought that was possible because I loved Ghostbusters 2 a whole lot, but really, this has elements of things that I like equally. I think the video game is right there afterwards, that third video game. Uh, I think that if I have when I include the cartoons, I think that and this is weird. I think that Extreme Ghostbusters cartoon beats both the these two. It comes right after the first Ghostbusters movie, and then the real Ghostbusters has a few awesome episodes. Okay, that are so tight 
that they are perfect. But I think otherwise they follow that 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 show follows. And one of the main reasons is because that show went on for what eight seasons, and the end had Slimer. Remember that where Slimer, Slimer became the old yeah, yeah. And remember yeah. the Doctor and all that other yeah. shit was trying to track. Oh man, that was horrible. That show outstayed its welcome. But it's still all. <laughs> All of those are on the positive side of the spectrum. Like none of them are for me on the dislike side of the spectrum. So, you know, I'll, I push it all. I mean, and the extreme Ghostbusters, I'm very new to, but the bad guys are creepy. The main characters are solid. The weapons they develop are excellent, and the ending music is just beyond creepy. The ending credit sequence is creepy. Um, Fucking dude, there's an episode where a giant bug comes out and is like using its supernatural powers and turns Janine into a bug and then sends a minion of bugs that wraps up the Ghostbusters at the time. And the only way they get out of it is by Janine using a like this trap to like catch this giant bug. Otherwise, they're all fucking dead. And the whole time you're like, this thing's like a giant grasshopper. Like, it's fucking crazy, and there's all these cockroaches everywhere, and fuck. <laughs> That's a great... I mean, I my daughter's sitting there watching, I'm like, this is fucking creepy. The clown episode? Have you awful. seen all of them already, or...? I've watched about half of the season, and it's all good. Like, I haven't found one I dislike. The origin story is two episodes long. I like it when they do that. They do that in the DC shows a lot, too. Um, there's... Just one season, right? There's like 40 episodes or something like that. That's what they said, and I, I think they broke it out when they released it. I think they broke it out in two times of the year. Do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah, was one season, right. but it was broken out. So if I say that wrong, it's, you know, seasons. But it's it 40 episodes is a lot for, yeah. for a single season. And uh, I think it's better than the original Ghostbusters series, though the thing that this lacks is the toys. Toys yeah. are better. Toys the original, uh, real Ghostbusters, much better. Really fucking good. There are good toys though for the Extreme Ghostbusters, mind you. Dude, the the toys from the real Ghostbusters are probably my favorite fucking toys I ever had. They did the some good sauce. toys for this movie too. The proton pack <clears throat> is very nice. Um, some of the, the the actual action figures are good. I would say that the Ecto one is for shit. Um, they don't have any good bad guy toys. That's the main problem. Like the toy for Stay Puft is too small. And the main villain is a fucking joke. Which, I don't like the main villain anyway, so that's probably partial of the problem. Like, I'm glad that there are things that surround it that make it more fun. The ending sequence more fun. But I think it sounds like you you folks don't really dig it, but you like certain aspects of it. Is that... I like things about it. That's accurate. I like, I like the characters. I'd watch a sequel, probably written and directed by somebody else. Um... I just, I didn't care much. I mean, like I said, I thought it was going to be awful, and, like, it, I laughed a couple of times. It's entertaining, and there was some cool stuff in it. So it's not, like, a wasted watch or anything like that. But I, I don't think I loved it as much as you did. Yeah. I really wanted a sequel. I wanted to, I, and I don't believe necessarily that they're done with the sequel from the way the initial articles were talking about it. They said even if it didn't do uh, succeed that anything where, you know, barring a total flop would prompt them to do things, mainly because you can drive toy sales. They're going to potentially do an animated series with it. Um, and that's the main thing. That was the, the beauty of the first couple of movies is 
when the real Ghostbusters hit, that show was so successful that you that the marketing frenzy around it was beautiful, and they can think they can do that again with the uh, with the cartoons. So I'm I'm curious to see if they actually go further with it. I legitimately believe that they were surprised. Um, they maybe expected to make a little more, but I think they made enough money on the movie plus with the toys and with the Blu-ray release and with every other licensing thing they've been doing that, you know, if they're, if they want to do a sequel, they should be able to, it shouldn't be much of a problem. And I think from here, I think, I mean, they, there are certain things that point to a possible storyline that we won't get into that maybe because that might be a little too spoilers for some people, but if they're going the route that they could go, it, I think then I think you're going to see some haters pop up with it. I think if you uh, don't go that route and go a very straightforward uh, original story and maybe even pull something from the cartoons, which they could. I mean, again, the Extreme Ghostbusters would be a good source for some of the weaponry. And I think you can pull... I think Sam Hain is the ultimate villain. I think you pull Sam Hain out you focus it around Halloween, you release it in August. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's pre- it's set up for that. Just the way, you know, Rob Zombie's Halloween set up for October by releasing in August. I think you'd have a, a really strong chance at a, a block, a, a success with a proven villain. Everyone wants to see Sam Hain on the screen. And Sam Hain, once, once you include him as the villain, you get to include a, 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 a smorgasbord of villains yeah because of how he controls the the supernatural world uh as you know especially uh, you know having to do with that you know the clock stopping and and, the time frame having to potentially do with halloween i think that you're good i think that's the way to do it i just uh they're not they're they're not listening to me sean i know they're not listening to you no i told them once before but i i honestly believe and i like some of Paul Feig's stuff, but I think if they keep him on as writer and director, that we probably won't get much of any of what you're asking for. Yeah, I think I they can scrap him. I don't him, think though. that's the direction. Yeah, I think they could and should scrap him. Yeah, I think Maybe there's... keep him on as a producer yeah. or something. Yeah, you know who you might get to do this? Find one of the, the Marvel fuckers. Get, get yeah. the Russo brothers. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. We'd have the fucking raid in Ghostbusters world. That'd be uh, kind of weird. I think it'd be interesting. I think you'd get some darkness in this thing. Or, hey, Joss Whedon. He yeah. Could, he could have some fun with this thing. Yeah. I could see him doing a good job. I'd like to see, like, a relatively new, like, maybe a genre director or something that, take it on. Yeah, sure. Sure, I'm I'm game with that. Like, uh, fucking, what's Fred his name? Vogel. <laughs> well, I was thinking more like uh, shit, fucking blue ruin dude. August Busters. You know what I'm Ghost talking about? Underground. Guy who directed Blue Ruin. Oh yeah. And green Room. Right? Murder Party. Green Room. Yeah, I mean, Murder at. Party is a good setup for Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. But not after Blue Ruin. Or Jim Mickle. Fuck it, he does everything. It wouldn't happen now, but I would think uh, James Gunn would have been a great candidate for those. Yeah, I think so too. 
All right. Well, you know, so uh, maybe catch it now that it's out here, you know, and and see if some of those things you can't get by. James, have you watched the extended edition or whatever yet? My daughter and I were supposed to watch it this week, and she fell asleep, so we didn't watch it. Was that what you guys watched, Eric and Paul? Yeah. It's whatever you sent. Was that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. thing. I wonder what the what's the difference, I wonder. I think it's like 10 minutes or something. Yes, I think it said 15 minutes of footage, so I was like, oh, we'll see. I don't know if it needed to be longer, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty long. It was like, what, two hours and 13 minutes? Yeah. yeah. Give or take. I liked it more than I expected to. Yeah, I mean, it had its points. I mean, there was a couple of things I liked, uh, but uh, overall, I'm glad I didn't pay for it at the theater. Maybe they should release an appended cut. See, that's what they're doing now. They're going to do that with Suicide Squad and all that stuff. I think, I mean, just release it how it's supposed to be from oh, the get-go. Un- well, totally un-Ghostbusters related, but I just wanted to make sure I mentioned this. It's like last month there was news that finally we're reading a bit and getting the uh, Evil Dead remake uncut on Blu-ray because it, <clears throat> originally they made it and got it in C-17 and they had to censor it for the theatrical release and then they never released the uncut version. Well, they updated it just recently, and now it's not coming to DVD or Blu-ray. It's going to be a digital exclusive. I guess you can buy it on iTunes and Amazon and whatever. October 25th. It will exist, but it will not be on physical. So so basically what they just said was they want everyone to pirate the shit? Basically. Uh, I mean, you know. Because, I don't know. Fuck it. It's, It's a dumb decision, I think. I really wanted that. Yeah, no, I think everyone does. It's a bad decision. People would buy and it again. My, for that. The, the hope I hold out is that they just wanted it out for people to see for Halloween, you know, and rent or whatever, and that they're gonna do like a you know a Blu-ray release later or early next year or something. But knowing Sony, and I'm still waiting for the uncut version of that <clears throat> Universal Sol- Soldier Day of Reckoning. I doubt it'll ever happen. <sighs> well. Something to, well, let's just see what they do at this yeah. point. They know best, right? We don't, you know. We're, we're the physical media guys. We're like dinosaurs at this point. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, uh, see that or don't. And hopefully <laughs> uh, you like it better than these guys. And you like it as much as maybe I did. That would be the best possible scenario for you. I think your kids might like it, though, a lot. Yeah, General. my daughter loved it. Yeah, my, my kids both really dug it, too. So there is maybe a generational thing where they're going to maybe like it a little bit more than you guys. So that's, that's, that's not a in, thing. That's important, too, if you can get your kids into something like that. Yeah, I mean, this is a, it would make a good transitional movie into the genre. Uh, so, you know, next up, I just wanted to run through just some stuff that I picked up recently. Just real quick. Nothing, you know, I haven't really gotten to read it, but... I thought it was, you know, this is obviously, again, back to the Halloween a little bit. Uh, you know, the the regular show's got a, a new issue, number 40, out. It's got a nice Halloween cover. It's a, more of a Halloween special. Uh, I haven't read this comic book at all, but and I really don't follow the regular show, but it looks damn funny, and it has a famous Monsters theme on the cover. So also a VHS tape that says Monsters Movie Mashup. Warning, do not watch on it. So that's pretty cool. Then there's the Arch- Archie Meets the Ramones, <laughs> number one. 
Uh, it's another Francovia cover. Uh, there's a variant of it, at least, and so I've got a cover, you know, with with Francovia doing the the artwork that is there with the Ramones and Archie playing a guitar. Actually, it looks like a bass. No, no, it is a guitar. Never mind, it's a guitar. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I picked up the Zombie Trap Halloween Special, Tramp, sorry, Halloween Special. Um, I buy these because the covers have like, big old titties on them. Uh, and I actually <laughs> did not get the one that was the X-rated one with the titties out. I always missed that one. I'm telling you that it actually bothers me that I can never get these ones. And I'm not going to go out and spend a bunch of money. I'll also tell you that the comic book sucks. So me, <laughs> I am just buying it for the titties on the cover. Yeah. And the cover art because I love it. And this cover art is is red. It's you know a, a, a chicken a devil outfit, slutty devil outfit, with a pumpkin that's carved open with a bunch of seeds and guts in her hand. It's kind of cool. Like I wish the inside was as good as this. I uh, picked up the new Cinema Purgatorio number six. We'll see how good that is. The cover art again, it's pretty solid. The stories all continue. Uh, the same things running. I still don't know if I really like it, but I you know. I like the people that are doing the work, so I have to imagine that these stories evolve. I really wish I could just buy the one story at this point, the one that's been the the one about the uh, the bugs. I think that that yeah. the bugs and the 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 uh, the what are they? The uh, EMT story is both is very good as well. I picked up the Lost Boys number one, the one with uh, the saxophone player on the cover. I solely picked it up because the saxophone player was on the cover. Have you read it? I have not. I'm very curious. Uh, Who released that? That is Vertigo. That's awesome. Cover's good. I just don't know what I'm going to get into. I, they just arrived literally today. Uh, latest October Faction is in. This is a new um, series. It's So it's number one again. This is Deadly Season. I like the original October Faction, so we'll see if this is any good. Then I... Uh, the Puppet Master had a Halloween special, uh, so I picked up. Uh, they have a pretty cool black and white variant with the, you know some people with pumpkin heads on and uh, blade on the cover. I thought that was pretty cool. So I don't know. I haven't read this book all that much, um, so we'll see if it's any good. Um, I do know that uh, it says that this is issue one, so I have to imagine because it's the Halloween special, that's why it's number one. I'm confused because I thought the Puppet Master had been out for a while, and we'd even seen, uh, you know, our, our buddy uh, Steve win a contest to have his his yeah. artwork on the cover. So I'm not sure why this is being played as issue one. Uh, you know, New House of Penance is out. We'll see how that goes. I'm this might be my last time going through because the storyline's getting fucking retarded. Uh, Harrow <laughs> County, the new one's out. Issue 16, um, and then I went in fact a couple back issues, Hack and Slash. Number one, uh, I never read Hack and Slash. Do you like it? I think I do. Uh, this is it's a, it looks like it's, I mean I read this one and I enjoyed it. Um, so, I think it's good in bursts, but it uh, gets yeah, old. I, there's a lot of it, and this one in particular I bought because I enjoyed the cover artwork with the you know with her with the pumpkin. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me give it a shot. I also found a copy of Fright Night, uh, 3D, the Halloween Annual. Uh, thought it was cool it comes with 3d glasses always gonna you know pick up something like that um and then i found this one it's like called giant it's a giant size action planet the halloween special 
you know, it's got some trick-or-treater stuff on it. I'm curious to see what this is all about. I don't know what action plan it is. And, you know, it seems like it's kind of kid stuff, but it might be fun. And uh, I also picked up the new Ghostbusters International, which I've enjoyed. I, I had picked up a couple Ghostbusters International uh, recently. Is that IDW? Yes. Why does it not say it on the cover? Yes, it does. Okay, yes. Uh, yeah, it's IDW. Okay. I've, I'm enjoying the International series more than the other regular series. Really? Don't know why. Just uh, the stories are better. I picked up Archie Digest, the Halloween special. That was uh, oh, It's all reprint stuff, so it's just for fun. Then, I'm going to be giving these out for Halloween, I think, because they're cheap as hell. I think it was five bucks. The uh, Halloween Comic Fest packs. Yeah. You go on, uh, uh, was it uh, Mid <clears throat> Midtown Comics? Midtown, yeah. They have these, you know, five these packs for five dollars of twenty-five comic books. You know, those little small mini comic books. Yeah. So I got the Mickey's Inferno one. The zombie camp one, and the John Carpenter's Tales for Halloween Night Volume Two one. And so hey, you're gonna have to link me to those. I'm gonna have to pick that shit up. Yeah, I'm gonna give them out for Halloween. You know, they come in they come in 25 packs. And then I actually picked up, and this is the big deal, and I can't wait to read it. Tales from Halloween Night Volume Two, the actual full length graphic novel. You know, John Carpenter story. Yeah. So I picked up that, the full one. So I can't wait to read that. I enjoyed last year's, and uh, Volume 2 is going to be great. It looks great. Like, I flipped through it, and I'm I'm very happy. So there's a lot of Halloween issues out right now. you gotta, you got to dig them out. you got to go for it. I'm kind of not as thrilled with what I'm seeing now as opposed to what I saw for the rest of the year for standard issue horror comics. Yeah. I thought standard, the, the rest of the year had it actually locked down better than October. Except for this, you know, Tales from Halloween Night, and of course, Blood and Gourd Volume Two, which came out uh, yeah. earlier. So those are two strong releases, and you should get that for Halloween anywhere, right? Like the Blood Definitely. and Gourd books are, you know, pumpkins, you know, coming to life and attacking. That's that's good shit. So gooey. Anything you guys comic books? Anything? I haven't picked anything up lately. Past yeah. few weeks. This is my you know my monthly kind of order. Finally, all came in. So I'm gonna have a a huge order sometime soon i've just been slacking this is my big this is like my final order for some of these books i'm i'm done with a bunch of them you know i think i'm done with cinema purgatorio i think i'm done with house of penance i maybe i read spread the new spread i think i'm done with that it's really uh, it's Wasn't done it's, it's just like they're not going anywhere good you know the covers are good and there's usually one good spread of artwork and then it's it's not it's not well developed. There's so many, you know, between Ghosted and the October Faction, I'm good with, you know, good, good, solid plot lines. So I, I don't... Holy shit. How much did you pay for Tales for Halloween Night 2? I wasn't expecting that much, was it? I mean, 25 fucking dollars on Amazon. Was it that much? No, I think it was less than that. It must have been discounted because it was at uh, Midtown. If I can get it from there. Yeah, I think it was mid. But, I mean, it's a... Big graphic novel. Still. I mean, it's it's party. $25 is a bit excessive, I think. I think that's what the first Sean, one was. Sean, will you send me that link? Yeah. I think the first one was that much, too. First one's 10 bucks right now on Amazon. Uh, I think it was a thinner I guy? think I paid, like, I think I paid 20 something for it last year. Huh. Yeah. 
If it would make sense. It is fucking a twenty one twenty four on Midtown. Yeah, that would make sense. Well, shit. Yeah, it's good though. Twenty four ninety nine with free shipping. I'll have to do. I guess be about yeah. the same in Midtown. I mean, if you like the first one, you're gonna like this one. It's yeah. It's guaranteed. I think it's a lot. I was kind of hoping they'd do another uh, trick or treat type of deal this year. It's true. I finally, I, I just caught that uh, the short that they did. Michael Doherty's short. Oh, I was talking about the the um, Day of the Dead or whatever co- right. comic they did last year. But I mean, I I had never seen that before. Oh. I mean, I just hadn't seen it. I don't know how I missed it, but I had never seen it. So, to me, that's like you know, it's new to me. Yeah. Also, Adam Green's new thing. Did you see that? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, that fits right in there with Blood and Gore, dude. It's good. It's very funny. I'll have to watch it. Sid Haig. Is nice. The, is the, as the voice of the pumpkin. It's great. <laughs> um, Yeah, so that's, that's kind of all that's been going on in comics for right now. Hopefully, you know, something new. Uh, I, I could really dig on some good Christmas horror comics, so hopefully that gets... Uh, that oh, gets more Grindhouse Christmas would be nice. Yeah, I would really like to see the Grindhouse series come back, but I think we're shit out of luck. Yeah, it's I'd been so, so long now that that's done. Um, then, uh, so up next, you know, uh, just to kind of maybe wrap the show, we'd like to talk about some Blu-rays that are coming out. Uh, obviously, this is the time of the year when we watch Blu-rays and... and uh, there's some good ones out there right now. Uh, Sean, you wanna you wanna kind of take the lead on on these? Sure. The first couple I want to talk about is we watched for this show specifically are Fender Bender and Lady in White. And we'll start with Fender Bender first. It was a uh, Scream Factory that they produce it. It was they said it was their first like movie that they've actually had produced or something like that. And right. it was when part with part in partnership with Chiller TV. Which that usually scares me with movies for Chiller TV because they're usually not very good. But this one um, was a little bit different. I actually liked it. Um, it was, I don't know really how to pronounce his name. It's Mark Pavia or Pavia who directed uh, the Stephen King's The Night Flyer. Still doesn't have a good home video release, by the way. <clears throat> and it's about a serial killer who gets into purposefully gets into accidents with people for the purpose of stalking and murdering them and it you can kind of tell that he's the dude that made knife flyer because it's got a similar theme like this lonely the loner serial killer who like travels etc to different places and a drifter drifter yeah 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 but um it's very retro but not i guess because it feels retro, but it also uses like modern tech and stuff, and it's got a pretty solid like. I don't want to say twist, but it's got an ending that you wouldn't suspect. I think, like most most of the time, it doesn't go that way. Um, what did you guys think of it? Did you think it was pretty solid, or did? Uh, some of the I liked it, but I think some of the scenes ran a little long. Like when he first you. I don't know how much we want to spoil, but when he, the the main girl of the story, when he yeah. first, <clears throat> when he first runs into her and they're exchanging information, like I thought that scene drug on a little longer than it than it needed to. But I mean, that's just me. 
Maybe, yeah. It was kind of establishing the... It was establishing... The creep it, factor of the dude in general. Yeah, but... Uh, maybe, yeah. But overall, I mean, it was, pre- it was pretty good. I mean, you had to watch it all the way through. I mean, it was... I don't know. I mean, I like, that was all Latino cast, pretty I much. I liked how it was, like, more about the story and less about the, like, showcase of kills... Like, right. it actually had a story that you should follow, and, like, the kills were very basic because mm-hmm. it was, you know, you're following this, this char- these characters instead of, like, waiting for the next person to die. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed parts of it. Definitely not my favorite, you know, slasher movie, and it definitely, you know, it's a slasher movie. I enjoyed the look of the killer. I think that's always important with these. Um, I think... I had watched it initially receiving, you know, kind of the bare bones screener. Yeah. And then I think this Blu-ray, you know, is definitely the way to go. That that VHS retro uh, cut of the movie with the fake bumpers and the the look of the VHS tape on it, that is gold. And it really feels like that kind of... I mean, it really feels like they embodied what that is. I mean, we see a lot of the fake grindhousing of movies, right, with the scratching and stuff. Right. This was a. It's kind of easy to do, and it and they but they they really tied it together with the fake bumper. The fake bumper killed it, man. They did a great job. And uh, that and there's the the retro trailer reel of slasher movies, which I think is great. You know, Scream Factory's released so many of these that they they put together a nice reel. That you should play before it and then watch the VHS cut, I think. The other one, it's very clean. It's very modern. Uh, it's not typically some a slasher movie I would love, though I did enjoy it. I don't think it's got a lot of rewatchable uh, rewatch. I watched it twice. I did. Yeah, I, mean, I, like I don't think I'm going to watch it like next month or next year. You know, like I'm really not going to. But with that VHS cut, I, I will have to sh- I will show people that because I think that's impressive. It's a cool little thing. I think one of the things I like most about it, this movie, is that it's not really a road movie, but it has the wrapping of a road movie because it's a traveling murderer, stalker person. That that appealed to me. I don't know. I like that kind of thing. I think that it creeps me out more than most stuff. I the next some of the score. Yeah, but... some of that was really good. I liked it. Um... I mean, it's like, I don't know, standard for the most part, but not, it's not something I would watch repeatedly, but uh, I I wasn't crazy about the ending, Uh, I can't even say why, but... uh, But did you see it coming? Did you expect it? No, I didn't see it coming, but I still didn't, um, it it wasn't what I wanted, and um, I didn't really care much for the uh the appearance of the killer but you know, uh like a lot of movies like this like this retro slashers they're made like tongue-in-cheek and they're like yeah. feel-good experiences and that's not this it ends on a fucking you know down yeah, sort of different yeah but it's i think that's what i liked Shin about God- it yeah it's better than shin godzilla it's better than shin godzilla <laughs> You know, I like think that the political undertones of Fender Bender can't be uh, stated enough. You know, you have to have good insurance. And I think that <laughs> the insurance, you know, in certain states is really high. And uh, we really need to go to a single-payer system. And I think that the movie addresses that. 
but you only like see the fender for 15 minutes. Like it's less happy birthday to me and more Henry portrait of a serial killer sort of has that downer to it kind of situation. I don't know. Fuck it. I like it, motherfuckers. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I like it too. We were ragging on Shin Godzilla, dude. All right. Uh, Lady in White is a movie that it's was made racist in the year 1988. 1988. And it happens to take place during Halloween, and there is a lot of Halloween imagery and costumes and various Halloween good stuff. Um, I have seen this movie a few times. This was probably my fifth or so time seeing it. I watched the director's cut, the middle cut. There's three cuts on this Blu-ray. The shorter theatrical, and then there's a director's cut. There's one that's even longer than that called the extended director's cut. And I haven't seen that one yet. I might watch it next year. But this year I went with the director's cut. Is this... uh, one of your guys' favorites as far as this time of year, or do you watch it every now and then? Or I don't know if I ever saw it. You know, I remember too. the, I remember the title yeah. growing up, but I don't know if I ever watched it. I, I watched it when I was a kid, but for the like last four or five years, I watched it. I I really enjoy the flick. Yeah, it's it's good light and dark at the same time. It is. Yeah, I, it's got a lot. It's got a lot of things in it that I miss, um, like matte paintings for one. Like, oh yeah, it's just all over the place with that. Like, I like the the locales and the setup. Just, it kind of has that feeling that you got when you first watched a movie as a kid. Like, uh, just the way they introduce you to everyone, like the the opening of the movie, and then you get a bike ride through the town where. You pretty much right. get to know every character. I love stuff like that. Like, it makes you feel at home with everything, and the characters are written really well. Like, uh, I just love that. And and it also has some scenes that are like genuinely creepy, and they still uh, they still add up. Like the cloakroom scene, and I don't know. I think it's great, and it it's still. Like it has the feeling of stuff like um, the Goonies, you know, just like that kid yeah. aspect of everything, yep. and the music helps with that too. Like it's got like that adventurous aspect, but it it can also be creepy at the same time. The locations and like even like just the the choosing of the shots, it kind of becomes like characters in the movie, like yeah. that. That fucking, like, just the shot where you can see the paneled window, that shit is, like, iconic oh, to epic, me. Dude. And, the, is, and the purple, yeah. the purple hue to it, it's just great. Mm-hmm. I think I had first seen this movie several years ago upon the recommendation of Ted. He said he loved it. I don't think I had seen it before that. I just can't remember it. Some parts stuck out to me, but I can't tell if it's because I saw it or I saw clips. And I thought it was really spooky. And I liked the beginning a whole lot, and I liked the end. And I thought the middle dragged as this kind of detective-y kind of story. Yeah. And I thought that that was less fun because the supernatural elements that that did play out in the ending especially were very strong and haunting. And um, 
I I think that that that's kind of where I've come with it. I still enjoy it. Um, I think when I watched it, I did watch one of the longer cuts available on the Blu-ray, and that may be why it even felt a little longer this time around than originally. But I can't I can't fully remember which version. I think you of said you watched the director's right. cut. Right. I don't think I watched the super extended director's cut. I think I just watched <laughs> the director's cut, if memory serves. Because before I, that, I had seen the theatrical, so. I made my decision strictly based on time. Like, I hadn't watched it before the show. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, well, this is what I have enough time for. So I picked the middle cut. I don't know what. I, to, go keep going. I just don't know what they could possibly add that's 15 minutes longer than what we've already seen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the ever, I posted my review... And I got a private message from like the director. He's done. He did the same thing to me. So like, is it really the director? It, it definitely is. Yeah. And I was like all like gracious and nice and told him how I like the movie, but I was like, dude, join the discussion. What are you talking about? Leave me alone. What did he say? He's like join the discussion or something, right? He added me on Facebook to right a group. After I wrote a review. Yeah, and this dude, this was like three or four years ago. Like, oh, like I feel like he just searches like people watching it. He like, just added know. me now. Like, I mean, not today, but like the other day. I posted that yeah. I was watching it, and he added me. And then I po- I posted the review on Doc Terror, and he messaged us there, I think. And I was like, okay. <laughs> He seems like a really cool dude. I agree. I love this guy. I just hadn't had that happen before. It um, was uh, yeah, me either. And he's not like somebody who has made a lot of movies. You know, Uh, I don't even know of anything else. I I haven't had that happen before when it wasn't Ryan Nicholson. I'll say that. (laughs) Yeah, it, it was a unique experience. I also like how this movie kind of bleeds um, Halloween into Christmas yeah. and in a really good way, too. And I don't know. I just really love the characters in this. Like, like they tie you into the family so well. And it, it, a lot of it is reminiscent of what it would, you know, anything you've ever experienced in your own family. Like, good, like the, the grandmother being pissed off every time she she catches her husband smoking a cigarette or stuff like that. I, I love all that stuff. Other than that, I mean, those are the two we're going to talk about at length, but we do have a couple that were released this week that were kind of important. I mean, Ghostbusters, of course. Um, if you want to see that, the extended edition ends out, and there's that nifty little steel book. Is that what? Best Buy exclusive, or you can just yes, get it anywhere? It's Best Buy. Best Buy exclusive. Okay, but also Scream Factory's The Thing finally came out oh, this week, and it is oh, fucking beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> like, a hundred times I've seen this movie, and I saw details in the special effects and such this time around that I'd never seen before. Like, giant mm-hmm. fucking eyeballs and shit that I'd never seen before all the times I've watched this movie. Mm-hmm. It's fucking gorgeous, sounds awesome, packed to the fucking gills with extra features. It's mm-hmm. fucking release of the year material maybe i think but also i mean their carry came out this week as well and that's another really good one i thought it's probably the the best transfer of that movie i've seen am i correct that there is no commentary track i did not see a commentary track. yeah 
I still kind of weird because isn't it, it feels like standard issue these days yeah, for uh, you know for most of these extra ones. You're like, wow, no commentary. Track, I don't huh? know, uh, you know what De Palma's policy on commentary tracks are. That I'm could sure be he's it. Done them. I'm trying to think if he did I one know for he's Raising done Kane. Them for, I know. Yeah, he was. I thought there was one. Yeah, for Raising yeah. Kane. He did interviews and everything for Raising Kane. Yeah, right? yeah, and uh, I think also for Blowout for the Criterion release. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Oh, that that Carrie thing has everybody's involved with the making of slash interview yeah. features. That's intense. Really good, really good. But also, arrows the hills have eyes. Um, and this is a really stacked week as far as like expensive like. But you gotta have it Blu-rays like with the Scream Factory and the Hills Have Eyes. This Hills Have Eyes set is. I wasn't even a big fan of the movie, and this thing is fucking gorgeous. Like it's a big beefy case. It's the fucking slipcover is hard as a brick. It comes with all kinds of cards, and it comes with a double-sided poster and a full-color booklet. And the fucking movie, I don't know if you've ever seen the last Blu-ray that came out, but it's never looked like this before. The last Blu-ray was pure shit, and this is, like, just beautiful. Um, I found new appreciation for the movie this time I saw it, because, like I said, I've never been a fan of it before, but I, I liked it this time around. Another good making-of feature, man. That making Very good making-of feature rocks. is awesome. I yeah. still prefer the remake of this movie, but this 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 made me a fan of this movie. I think this release. Yep. Um, also out this week, looks like they have re-released the Twilight Zone. Uh, they have a bunch of fan favorites that are now on Blu-ray. I'm sure they're like a budget bin type of situation, but there's also individual seasons of the Twilight Zone that is now on re-released on Blu-ray. Seasons one through. Five, it looks like, is how many seasons there were. Yes. Uh, Knight Rider is now officially on Blu-ray, the complete series. No, I'm buy that shit. Yeah. It should be relatively cheap, too. Uh, it's not right now. It's $99, but it is Mill Creek Entertainment, and they have, like, they usually drop to, like, really cheap. Like, you'll get it sub-50 bucks, I'd say, in a couple of months. Um, that's really about it. I mean, there is... Uh, the Train from Twilight Time came out, and the Keelan Lorber released uh, Witchcraft. Oh, I missed that. I gotta pick that up. Yeah, me Damn. too. I totally forgot about it. Damn it. Damn. Yeah, there's that, that, there's that, and I think they had this month also, like, the Earth Dies Screaming. I gotta get yeah. that. And I did get Where the Blob from them earlier this month, so I gotta watch that. That's a it's gonna Is that be out a, yet? Yeah, no, it's out. It's gonna be a new Halloween favorite for me. I mean, Damn it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I did pick it up though, because it's as a kid, it was one of my favorites. Saw it at uh, Exhumed. Another, I'm just thrilled to have seen it there. So, <clears throat> Space Vampires, Astro Zombies. Astro Zombies is, out. you know, hey, Misfits fans, gotta get yep. that one. Yep. Um, that's really about it. Cool. Unless you want to see that fucking Tarzan remake. Oh yeah, all day long. I just want to jack Real off to quick, that. All those non-horror, muscles. but Mel Gibson's uh, he's in Bloodfather, and that's a really good movie that came out this week. More of an action revenge thriller type of situation than horror, but still yeah. profane and gory. So cool. But that's it. All right, cool guys. Um, well, uh, I guess that that wraps it up. This is an exceptionally long episode, as you guys know. Once I pack this thing to the gills with some music you'll be listening to this forever so uh enjoy all of uh, reminiscing about halloween pick up some new music 
maybe see the Ghostbusters and not hate it as much as you thought you did when you didn't see it before and hated it. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously you've got a couple great movies to watch uh, for the month of October and Lady in White and Fender Bender, as well as everything else we talked about. Uh, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Indeed, indeed. Yep. Thank you so much for taking the time to, um, you know, do this bukkake horror thing that we do so well. And as always, stay sexy. The hour is late. Turn out the lights and draw close to the glow of your television set because it's time for Theater Bazaar.